the Real Movies with Real Men, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. The only show that exposes the link between anime fans and registered sex offenders. (laughs) My name is Andy. With me, as always, is the guy who definitely proves they're one in the same, Muller. Oh, Muller's world! Muller's world! Woo, 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 woo! Oh, my Gorn. Um, <laughs> with us, as well, is a registered sex defender, Braden. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, I won't say what kind of sex. I don't know what, it just sounded good. You know? It rhymes with the fan. It the doesn't. Uh, okay. Doesn't have to mean anything. Doesn't. Nothing really means anything. So great. But yeah. does that, does, does, did that mean something? <laughs> did <though>? that mean <laughs> something? <laughs> Was that um, something that meant something? Okay. Yep. Let's get on to some real topics to today. Literally. You guys heard of the D box? Uh, that's the stupid theater thing, right? No, it's the pants, the diarrhea pants. Yeah, it's the stupid theater thing. Yeah. Do you want to explain what it is for the audience? Why don't you explain it? Uh, so in, I think, just Cineplex uh, theaters, you know, you have your your AVX, which is like a bigger theater, bigger screen, bigger audio. There's also a special section in certain uh, AVX theaters. Select theaters. Yeah, just like, I think like two or three rows of seats that like rumble and move in, in coordination yeah. to things that are happening on the screen. It's now. basically an N64 controller rumble yeah, pack. Yeah, it's a rumble pack for movies. you have to kill that's 20 sculptulas in Zelda yeah. to unlock that feature. So you can get motion sick while you watch a movie. That's really good. I've I never ha- done it, but it just sounds like the worst thing it in the world It sounds awful. No, oh, I thought you guys were going to think that was great. It no. Really screwed up my point I know here. people who like <laughs> it. Why the hell would I think it's great? I'm like <laughs> yeah, against all that sort well, of Well, do you like the Ultra AVX? Yeah, it's a bigger screen and better audio. Right. And reserved seats, which is loud. Do you like the IMAX? Uh, yeah, I haven't been for many years, but yeah, again, just bigger screen and cool yeah. laser show before you see the show. Is that, does that happen? Yeah, it's been a long time since. I've yeah, seen yeah. There's like IMAX a cool movie. laser okay. show. I, Anyways, I, anyway, IMAX, D box, D pants, uh, 3D cinema, Ultra AVX. Chuck it all in the garbage, because the future of cinema is here, and the future of cinema. When I was in Arizona. I took a trip down for a week. I went down to the AMC theater. I don't think it's the same AMC that made The Walking Dead, otherwise they wouldn't have made such a good decision on this theater. (laughs) And I hop in there, and they have replaced all the chairs with Lazy Boys. Oh, that's cool. not just single Lazy Boys, but couple Lazy Boys. So you can go out on a date to the theater. You've got an electronic switch that pulls up your legs and you know you've got the recliner your seat goes all the way back so you can look straight up at the screen because i've accidentally picked a seat that was right in the front because i was so you're not joking this is a real thing i'm not have it at the 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 abbotsford vip theater not not the the entire it's like not the all of the seats there but like a couple along the front really yeah it's again i've never done it it's the greatest thing that has ever happened to cinema 48 frames per second Chuck it out the window. Chuck it out the window anyways. Ah. Well, it was uh, it was never in contention for the greatest thing. Chuck out that 3D. Chuck out that Ultra oh. AVX. 
take a dump on your D box with your D yeah. pants. Color on. film, get out of here. Get out of here, color film. All I want, all I want in the entire world are these damn lazy boy chairs. Put them in every theater. I don't care if there's only two seats left in the theater because you had to replace them with two ginormous lazy boy chairs that are 25 feet wide each. Get rid of it, throw out the theaters, and just do these damn lazy boy chairs. That's all that matters, and that's all I want. But you understand they can't sell as many tickets if there's these giant. I don't care. Four hundred dollar tickets, <laughs> eight hundred dollar tickets. I don't care. Just put it in. Give me, give me all the lazy boys that I can take. This is the future of cinema, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it first at Real Movies with Real Men. They have not even advertised these chairs yet. We're the first. I, mean, I, th- think. I think I think they do. Again, the VIP theaters. <laughs> I think they're happy about them. The VIP theater, by the way, does not have these chairs all the way. It's maybe no, it is. It is just the front. I'm talking the about a full too. theater. So I don't think ginormous is a real word. That's definitely important or not. If it's a real word, <laughs> so I don't know how That's... I feel about these chairs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, it's a real word, isn't it? No, it's definitely. I don't know. It's Whatever. Enormous and gigantic. Those are real words. You've co- you've combined them into a fake word. I, yeah, that's a fake word. Unless uh, it's one of those horseshit things like bootylicious, and it's actually and made it just its made way, it made its way into the dictionary. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna check it up. I remember reading that it was. I never looked into it oh because okay, this is really you guys are boring me. I'm falling asleep in my lazy boy chair at the AMC theater right now. So <laughs> well, I was gonna say, is that maybe a potential? Con- I've I've never sat in one of these recliner movie theater seats. Is that a concern that it's too comfortable? Maybe. Yeah, that's well, I can tell you that when we saw Silence. I really would have loved if we were if we had been. I would have fell asleep, man. Like, <laughs> I at least like I, I that movie. What three hours long? It's close to three. Close hours. to three. Yeah. I, I I honestly like it more. I think about it, but uh, it's entertainment value zero out of a hundred. It's it's purely a thought piece mm-hmm. and yeah. a, a visual piece. But if we'd had those chairs, I think it really would have made my experience more pleasant because I remember just squirming in the seats. Just you going, were, oh man. You were gosh. moving a lot. I'm just like, <laughs> but you said you, you liked the movie the more you think about it. I know. You would have been sound asleep if you had these reclining <laughs> seats. You wouldn't have even seen it. <laughs> I, I, Brayden said he would be sound asleep. I'm not saying I would I be. I've never fallen asleep in a movie in my life. I. It's funny, like... I when we saw Silence, I, I worked at like five in the morning that day, and we went to a, what seven or nine p.m. show. It was ten. Was it ten? Yeah, it was Holy ten. Fuck, no, it was a nine thirty. Well, it's nine thirty, but by the time it started, nine forty-five. Pretty close to ten. So yeah, I was up super early. I do find for whatever reason, and I wasn't huge on that movie, despite my love for Scorsese. But uh, I find uh, the slower movies I can make it through. The only movies where I've dozed off in the theater is are like, these exciting, these big like supposed to be exciting blockbusters yeah. like Man of Steel. Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, totally. I the last movie I think I fell asleep in was when we were watching Attack of the Clones last year, or the year before. And oh, I, you just but, laid on the but floor. But I just went on the floor and <laughs> yeah. laid down yeah, like, that, behind the couch. That doesn't count. That's yeah, not like and then the, that, that's you've given up. Yeah, and then uh, I fell asleep when I was like seven years old watching Indiana Jones and I was just really tired. Like it wasn't because the movie was yeah. boring. And once again, I was laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I've never s- been sitting up. Anyways, holy crow. This is the most boring topic ever. Yeah. Did you just say holy crow? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> last night we all got to see a pleasurable film. Very entertaining. Oh, film. Yeah. Very entertaining movie called uh, The Neon Demon by Nicholas Winding Reimer. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like rhymes. Um, so that was a weird movie. That's awesome. So <laughs> a, weird, a weird movie is an apt description of that. It is. So Andy and I had seen this before. Muller, you had not. 
So, um, so some, some, I'll, I'm going to put a spoiler alert quote here. Yeah. Into, yeah that's so there's a, a there's a scene where a woman makes out with a dead body and a uh, corpse, yeah, a dead corpse, and then uh, <laughs> masturbates while she's doing so. Yeah. Um, there's a scene yeah. where somebody vomits up someone else's eyeball, and then a girl eats it. So that was pretty cool too. Yeah. That happens. Um, there was what 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 other notable disturbing. Imagery, probably. The, there was I, a lot of triforces there in this movie. There was Keanu Reeves erotically oh. jamming, not jamming, but just slowly sticking a, his knife in a woman's down a woman's throat. And it might have been a dream, but you don't know. Nah, it was a dream. Yeah. So that was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. So really weird. I can't imagine yeah, what that f- would have been like to see in theater. It's a fucked up movie. It's a Nicholas Winding Refn movie. He's, he's a, a fucking rhymer. weirdo. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I he saw, directed Drive, by the way. If, yeah, the most notable thing that, that most people will have seen and, and perhaps enjoyed, the most accessible is Drive. Uh, but yeah, I, I the, when I saw, the first time I saw Neon Demon, uh, I went to theaters to see it. And, and we live in a just a shitty little small town. They weren't, our theaters weren't playing it. And I really wanted to see it because I like Nicholas Winding Revan. Uh, so I found out a, th- a theater like two towns over uh, was playing it. So I was like, I got to... I got to drive out. And, and then I also found out that it's only playing there, like when I was looking it up, only playing there for like one more, one day, like like the day I was looking up. So I had to drive down there. Real last minute plans. Couldn't get anyone to, to come along with me, which I don't care. I'll go see a movie alone. I don't give a fuck. So I go to this theater and when I first get there, uh, empty theater. Uh, like, and I was just like, cool. This is really the first time I've ever been in a theater just completely empty to myself. It'd be just, it'll be weird, but like, you know, fitting with the movie I'm watching. Uh, but then eventually a few more people showed up. Only two other groups uh, of people showed up. And two of them were like these like teenage Asian girls, whatever. They sat behind me. I didn't really get a good, good <laughs> look at them or whatever. Were they watching a lot of anime? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, but the other group that was there, uh, I'm assuming it was a couple on a date. It was someone about somewhere around their mid-20s, a, a guy and a girl sitting like not front row, but real close to the front. I was around the middle-ish. So we watched this movie, this fucked up movie. About models. About the dark like underbelly of the L.A. modeling scene. Uh, and I, I'm looking at this couple and I'm thinking, I'm like, he, this guy definitely got dragged to this movie. They're, they're like, there's no way he, was, he wanted to see this. Like, his girlfriend saw like, oh, cool, a movie about uh, L.A. models and fashion and all this. Like, I'm, we're going we're gonna to go there for date night. Like, this was totally <laughs> their date night. And she chose this movie not knowing that the movie is made by a weird, artsy sex pervert. <laughs> and, uh, so we watched the movie. And just as Muller's saying, it's, it's, it's a fucked movie. Like, it's really fucked up. Uh, and then so the movie's over. Credits are rolling. I'm sitting there in the theater watching the credits because it's got some visual credits and awesome score. So I'm just kind of taking it all in. Uh, and they're walking out. And as you walk out, you have to kind of like turn and face the face the seats as you're right. walking out. So that's the first time that this guy saw me there. So here I am, like in his mind, like here I am, just this weirdo, like... Not to say that I'm like a huge badass or anything, but like I got a big beard. Like I don't look like someone who would be into. You like, look. You look like a. You could be an intimidating metal guy if yeah, somebody if hadn't met you. Yeah, exactly. And, and he sees that sitting in the middle of the theater, watching alone, watching a movie about like <laughs> no LA, one's dragged you along. LA to this movie. models eating themselves, <laughs> eating each other, and fucking corpses and whatnot. And he just gave me like it was it was subtle, but not subtle like what the 
fuck? Like, who, who's this asshole? Why the fuck is this idiot? Like, why would this guy be going to this movie? Just in like, just, just a slight little, almost like a raised eyebrow and, and like a slight head shake as he walks out of the theater, just baffled that, that I would be alone and watching a movie like this. So was it more like he was, he was, wasn't sure why you were alone or was it partially like, can you believe what we just watched kind of look too? Like, or was it? I, I think it's like he probably watched that movie and like thought, "What a piece of fucking garbage, right? Shit. Yeah, like weirdo perverted movie this is." And I'm sitting in the middle of the theater alone, like it. You're it. like, "This movie's just great. loving it." I'm it sitting again. here watching the credits. <laughs> I'm I'm there for the long run. It was really. He funny. didn't get it. So, no. you guys ready to talk about some movies? No, no. I'm going home. Nah. Yeah, my. Let's get to my most hated movie ever. Of the week? My most hated movie ever. Of the week. Of the week. Is The Expendables 3. Yay. It's been 30 <laughs> years since the era of the action hero. And today, you can see all of your favorite action stores. Stars. Stores. Stores. Stars. You blew it already. <laughs> you can see all of your favorite action stars in action again. Stallone. Show Schwarzenegger. Grammar. <laughs> Watch The Expendables 3 as these classic manly action movie icons cry over their black friend who was shot in the butt cheek. Sleep sadly on the floor even though there's a perfectly good bed right beside them. Argue with millennials over the place of technology and the internet in spy missions. <laughs> you won't see your favorite action stars do any real action themselves, though, because this time they're the project managers. Watch on as the Expendables take revenge on Mel Gibson vicariously through the most uninteresting young action stars you've ever seen. Now you can finally see your favorite action film stars finally get expended. Yay. Yay. <laughs> called it. <laughs> so. What's this movie called again? <laughs> here, here is my problem with The Expendables 3. And the problem with The Expendables 3 is that this movie already exists. And it was done before, and it was done 20-something years ago, and it's titled Last Action Hero. So let me, give a, let me give a quick synopsis on Last Action Hero. Another synopsis? Another synopsis. Oh, man. Oh, it's straight from Wikipedia. Real no, synopsis I'm not. with real men. <laughs> um, so Last Action Hero is just about a kid who is, his dad's left. He's got a single mom, doesn't have much in his life. And he spends all his time at the movie theater watching action movies. You watch, there's Schwarzenegger stars in... Every kid's are, dream, are, really. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's all, all he does. No one else will be in the theater, and he's there because he, he has nothing else to give him meaning, nothing else to help him through life, except just watching... What is it? Jack Slater is Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. character, right? I haven't watching, seen since I was a kid. Jack yeah, Slater. Watching yeah. Jack Slater on the, on the big screen and watching all these old action flicks. And they're, they're going out of style, right? But he, but he just loves it, and it, and it, it keeps him company and... And you know he's he's a young kid. His dad's left him. He's, Did this movie actually come sad. out while actually while like eighties actions were kind of on their fizzling out? Yeah, it's so, like a direct you know, commentary very... to it. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> so, um, last action hero. It's hilarious. 
It's full of cl all these clever parody. The action scenes are really satisfying. The one-liners are off the chain. And it tops it off with some genuine emotion and pulling at the heartstrings. It's both a parody of action movies while also being a great action movie. That's the best way to do it. And and it's a you know the, like we we're talking about, it's a bit of a commentary on where the movie industry is going. You, you know, action heroes are, uh, you know, they're going out of they're going out of style, right? It's we're moving on to weird Nicholas Winding Reimers <laughs> movies. Yeah, those those models. movies really took over. Yeah, those movies really <laughs> those movies really took over, right? So, but most importantly. The movie is sending, it's the same message as The Expendables, because that's what The Expendables is about, right? It's about all these action stars, and they're, they're getting together, and it's, oh, the action star is dead, you know, lamenting the death of the, of the action star that ever, people like my dad would remember, right? And, mm -hmm. that, and that, that's the target audience. So the, the, the action star is dying. It's a damn crying shame. Unfortunately for the Expendables, they're 20, 25 years late with that message. And it's adjusted to more of a, remember action movies? We do. Mm -hmm. It sure was sad to see them go. But now we can remember these actually good action movies together by watching the Expendables. Don't you remember the good action movie from the 80s? Mm -hmm. Watch us on screen and we can all remember those actually good movies together <laughs> while you're watching the Expendables. So Until they throw them all away for a younger cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, the, the, the action scenes are really boring in it. Um, the acting is boring. There's no charm. There's no heart. There's no scene where you're going to get emotional in this. And for the, the dialogue in between every action scene, you might as well just throw the movie on mute and just like, yeah, yeah and just I like remember watch it. like, you're going to get as much out of it as if you didn't. Yeah. Every action scene in the movie was just like them shooting down a hallway at other guys. There was, there was nothing clever about what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Like it was just really, just really bland, like blunt force action, but not in a, not in an exciting way. It was just like, no. there's the bad guys. We're going to take behind cover. They're going to take behind cover. We're going to shoot back and forth before we can move past them. And that was that felt like every action scene in it. Yeah. It was super it's, boring. It's, like, it's, nothing clever to it's, it yeah. whatsoever. There's, there, there's a few interesting like action moves because I guess the only... I don't, I don't know if I really want to be <laughs> pulling a Braden here and start praising how great my most hated movie yeah. ever is or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, there, there's a few cool MMA moves that they do at some point. You're like, oh, that was kind of cool. They spun around him a little bit. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, yeah. but I, I probably like. I think I missed any potential enjoyable thing about the right. movie because I was just so pissed off while watching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, and the um, this movie was it rated PG because like I, there wasn't a drop of blood in the whole movie. Well, yeah, I, it was I've, brutal. So I've only seen the Expendables three. I didn't see Expendables one and two, but Chuck Norris was in Expendables two, right? Oh, two. that yeah. was brutal. Two, two man. sucked as well. Well, I know yeah. that like in order to get him on board because he's like all like super like born again lame again Christian <laughs> sort of thing. Like, <laughs> uh, and and he like would only agree to be in the movie if they if it wasn't rated R like if they they dumped it right, down. so yeah. I think they lowered the rating for him and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess here and say that it it did better like financially oh probably and yeah. so the studio was just like yeah well let, let's keep it down let's, okay let's keep it PG thirteen the first one that's had all speculative on my behalf but yeah. I this one if it was rated R it was definitely like not deserving of a rated R action because I don't right. remember like any blood or it, in the in the opening scene of the first anything. one a guy gets shot and 
his torso flies off his body. Like it's it's there's actual gore in the. I, I remember the first watching one. the first one when it came out, which was so long ago, yeah. and I remember like not being really disgusted by it or anything. Yeah, I was just but like, just in comparison to these yeah. other two, it's like. But anyway, it, it's not even that great. Yeah, so it's so, and what's what's actually yeah. like really bad is not only is there no blood, but every time someone gets shot, there's just this puff of dust that like shoots out of the bullet hole. Uh, like, like there's just dust ever. I don't know what the hell is with this movie and dust, but there's so much damn animated like CGI really? dust all through the, the building. I, I can't believe you don't remember this because oh, the, it's yeah. like I remember at the end the the, the when the building collapses the and the, it looked yeah. so bad. I'll talk a bit about that later because there's a part. The part of that that just pissed me off. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Much. It's the the amount of animated dust in this movie is insane, though. Like every explosion is animated, so the explosions look really bad. Um, the oh man, that's like I can't even get over how bad this dust looks. Like I was like, why do you? Why are you guys so obsessed with putting just dust everywhere? Like, they'll just put dust in, like, they're in the hospital room. There's just dust floating around. Like, it's like why is there so much damn dust in this movie? Like, it's, it's filmed in the Depression or some crap. Um, yeah, and, like, and honestly, like, what's worse about that blood thing, though? Like, there's a scene where this guy gets his throat, like, sliced wide open and it's like, there's, like, no blood. Like, it just kind of cuts away and it's just yeah. it's totally lame. It's like... It's like getting your one-eyed jack sliced off two seconds before your white knight comes to save the day. It's like, oh man, what a boner! What does that mean? I have no <laughs> idea what that means. <laughs> you don't know enough of the euphemisms. I'm, more Mueller speech. I'm sure our very intelligent uh, listeners will Listener. will get it. So, <laughs> Both I, of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's just like yeah, the CGI in this movie is really bad. It's like there's there's CGI, like I mean, I guess you have to do CGI bullet tracers. Like, you know, you got the little yeah, kind of yeah. golden bullets flying through the air. But it's like, I don't know. It just looks really bad in in comparison to other into other movies. And the smoke looks bad, like I said, in the explosions. It's, I don't know. My, my problem with it is that it, it takes away all of the punch behind any of the violence in the movie. I'm like, gonna... it's, it's like being attacked by a dog, but the, someone's taking the dog's teeth out. So the dog is trying to gum you. But then the gums yeah. have been taken out and the dog has no mouth. And also, they cut the dog's head off, too. <laughs> so it's just lying there <laughs> and not attacking you at all. Like there's just there's just no punch at all. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it has uh, something to do with the budget because I'm just looking it up right now. Like while it has a fair ninety million dollar budget, it all also that's to action. Stars. It also has like huge huge names. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone isn't as big as he was, but he's in it. Did like, he produce it though? Uh, so he's probably taking it. Probably double, no. Double he did the screenplay, so he's definitely getting some of that. <laughs> oh, like Lord. yeah, but like Jason Statham, like <laughs> Antonio Banderas. Like it has a lot of like Mel Gibson before. Yeah, he was. Well, no, he 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 was he was blacklisted. I'm doing finger quotes before this movie, wasn't he? I have no he idea. Said, anyway, every of, every second year, people don't want Mel Gibson to make movies anymore. A lot of huge names. So one. like, so yeah. like of the ninety million dollar budget, I'm gonna guess that about ninety million went toward the cast. So they just had to just <laughs> whip up a, a script and like they just like got a they just found a poor homeless guy and like taught him how to animate. Yeah, like, like, like on YouTube videos. <laughs> he'll, this guy will do it. Yeah. This guy says he'll animate the tracer bullets for just a sandwich. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
This guy says he'll do it for a candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, you could have a you could have a sandwich animated up with for a nickel. <laughs> I remember uh, when I saw Expendables. I saw Expendables two in theaters as well, and I uh, I did a double feature. It was one of the last double features I did. Sometimes the uh, like once a year, I for some reason I go see a couple movies in a night, and so um, yeah, me and my wife went and saw. The Are you pulling the trick where you, too? where you don't pay for the second and movie? Then, and you're just no, no, the we went theater. to two different theaters. Oh, wow. Then we drove, we got dinner, and then we went to the Cineplex, and I caught the late show of Dread. Mm-hmm. Talk about a night and day experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dread is a beloved movie in our circle of friends. And an actual tribute to 80s movies. Yeah. Oh, like such a good shit. movie. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, very eye-opening, seeing those like back-to-back. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Tri- tribute is a good word. That's, a, that's, sure. that's the word I was looking for that mm-hmm. I didn't quite pull out. So, anyways, Mel Gibson's the villain in this movie. He kills some expense. No, he shoots, he shoots Terry Crews in the butt cheek. He so, was every, like so everybody's f- crying about it. He was like a former expendable, right? Yeah. That's why they hate him. Yeah. But that's not set up in the previous movies. So when it shows that it's Mel Gibson and all the expendables are shocked, <laughs> you're just like... Okay. <laughs> it would have been more shocking if he wasn't expendable in the first movie and then disappeared and then he comes back as a villain in the third. It that would have been cool. It wasn't shocking. He was just a villain. They like, didn't set it up. I remember yeah. seeing it and just being like, okay. <laughs> okay. All Sound. the characters are just like mortified and I'm like, all right, Mel Gibson's the villain, I guess. <laughs> cool. So um, he shoots him in the butt. I guess morale goes down. He kills some other expendables. So now there's not a lot of old expens- expendables left. So the old heroes are shot up. And here are the new heroes here to take their place. So, uh, you know, you have your who do we have? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey would have been the biggest wrestler one. guy. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, someone sandwich man, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, motocross bicycle dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, that the Travis Pastrama from the PS One video game. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Just a bunch of Dave they're, they're just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> bunch so, of a bunch of young like thirty somethings. Yeah. So <sighs> it's supposed to be kind of this emotional thing, and we're we're you know we're handing it over to the to the new to the new guys but it's okay so i have to build this up for a second so let's let's get back to last action hero a little bit i'm not jumping all over the place i promise i'm working on it um <laughs> sounds like the words of someone who's about to jump all over yeah the place. <laughs> so at the end of at the end of last action hero they do a bunch they do a bunch of fun stuff so the kids watching the theater i'll catch up to speed he gets a magic ticket that lets him go into the go into the movie he goes into the movie you know, all the physics are messed up. It's pretty hilarious because, you know, action movie stars, they can, you know, they can fire a million bullets and never reload or all, all those types yeah. of physics and logic applies when he's in the movie. It's kind of funny, right? Um, so he, they eventually make their way out of the movie with the action star. And then there's a, there's a whole scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get used to normal world physics. He tries to punch in a car window and he's like, ow, my hand hurts. Like, I don't know what, what's the deal with this. Like mm-hmm. he's totally confused. Right. So they beat the villain at the end. And now it's, now it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's, he's got to go back into the movie. That's where he belongs. And it's this really, it's like, honestly, I think it's a really like touching scene because, um, on a on a subtext or like level or a metaphorical level, it's this is this is the clincher. Like this is this is the the filmmaker who is the director of Die Hard, by the way. Yeah, and um, Predator. Yeah, and Predator. Um, this is him waving goodbye 
to Arnold Schwarzenegger and the eighties action fan because the, the kid's crying, you know, he's, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger's kind of, he's kind of been taking that fatherly role that he's been missing, that he's been kind of filling and yeah, he can watch the movies and whatnot, but it's not the same as spending time with somebody who's, who's been helping you. And it's, it's kind of like, it's like a, it's like a grievous process, mm-hmm. right? It's, he's saying goodbye. It's like, he's dying to him and uh, it's totally, totally an impactful scene, even though it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a silly concept. So, that's Last Action Hero's way of saying goodbye to the movies, to, to, to the 80s action which, movies. Which isn't it, sorry to interrupt, but like, which isn't it kind of great that, or kind of fitting that, uh, yeah, it's like 80s, after, right around after this movie, it's like 80s action movies were just like pushed down to the side and nobody wanted them anymore. And I know Last Action Hero, like, critically, it didn't do very well. Everyone was just like, yeah, fuck this movie or whatever. <laughs> like, isn't that just perfect? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. So um, that's their way of saying goodbye. Listen, you've done, you've done a great service. You know, you've, you've, hel- you've help, helped me grow up and I'm, and I'm crying and, uh, you know, it's, it's so sad to see you go. Now let's jump forward to the Expendables. Mm-hmm. Well, Mel Gibson shot you up, you stupid assholes. Time for some new uh, motocross boys and uh, nice person who will wrestle you. Uh, here's Ronda Rousey. Uh, she's in a club and uh, there's a bunch of guys causing trouble. So she goes and beats them up and then she makes a quip. Men. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just some dumb quip about how men are weak and she's really strong because she lost that fight against the other woman and was embarrassed in front mm-hmm. of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> That's how Hollywood handles uh, female empowerment. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just, man, what a crappy way to say the same thing. In and 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 when you look at that, when you look at the contrast, you're yeah, this has already been done, and it was done a million times better in Last Action Hero. Forget this movie. Well, this is also where uh, this is where the movie started to piss me off. I already <laughs> knew it wasn't going to be a good movie going into it, but like this is where I started to get pissed off. Because it was like, okay, so this is this movie that's supposed to be a tribute to these older styles of characters that, that we don't get anymore. All our, all our action movies are really boring. Most of our action movies are really boring now. But then, like, I don't know, probably like 25 minutes into the movie, if that, it's already like, all right, fuck this. Let's focus on these new stars. We got Ronda Rousey on board and uh, some BMX guy or, or whatever, like these young cool guys. It's like a complete slap in the face in their movie that's supposed to be like hey yeah we're gonna bring back all these old guys and get them together immediately just like ah oh, well we got some new guys now let's <laughs> let's focus on them yeah and they're and and it's all, just such a slap in the all face. the introductions to all these new young guys are the most like irritate they always they like i think during the ronda rousey one they just have all this club music playing and like it's and this dumb weird pop country music introducing i i don't know like i don't know how to describe how much it graded me the way they introduced these characters it was it was horribly off-putting and well just the fact that it was it was hyping up ronda rousey as this cool badass when it's just like even before she's a chick but she can fight like it's like how old is that concept even before (laughs) even before she's like fallen from grace like Ronda Rousey's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> like, get she's not like a good it. icon for like feminism. Well, no, it's like she 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 talked like she lived up like this this whole like oh I'm a positive female role model and blah 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 and females can do this yeah you can do whatever you want sort of thing great but then she would like talk shit about like like the ring girls in UFC the ones that like hold up the sign that says they're just doing their job and one. trying to hold up signs yeah I can't, I can't remember what she said but she was like trashing them and then like. 
I don't know, like a month later, appeared on the front of Sports Illustrated, like pretty much fully nude. <laughs> but like, like like covering, but it was, she was trashing it was clearly them for like being scantily yeah, clad. And it, but like oh, this, okay. this even though it was Sports Illustrated, like like the pictures were completely just jerk off pictures. They weren't porn or anything, but yeah. they they were Sports meant Illustrated to be. They were meant to be erotic. Yeah. I mean, that's meant oh, yeah. for twelve year old boys, you know, to flip through that Sports Illustrated. And I mean, I've grown up now. I think the problem is that with the with the era of the internet. Things have changed, right? You can just hop on the computer. You can skip the whole sports. Yeah, well, no, you, know, you can you hop on the computer. You do a few clicks. You type in a few words. Now you're at sportsillustrated.com. You no, can no, just no, check no, them all no, out no, there. No, 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 no. Fuck that. <laughs> We're kids are beyond that now. You're you're, you're blowing the joke, you stupid asshole. <laughs> gonna, were you gonna suggest porn, or did I? Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like, fuck that. Like, this is the sports yeah, illustrated. Yeah, you, kids you, are beyond you, that. You, you, Jump right you to point. My joke. No, nah, fuck I your joke. You. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so last action hero does this great. It's almost as if it laments the end of the era of the action hero. Whereas on the Expendables, it's like they're embracing it. They're like, oh yeah, thank thank God. Like they're very happy to just toss the torch over. Like you were saying, it's like, oh yeah, it's your turn now. Like you can have it and. And to toss the torch over to the most bland as hell movie actions, like you couldn't even call them actions. I I cannot emphasize how little charisma every one of these young people I has. I don't even remember any of them other than Ronda Rousey. I but can't that, uh, Ronda Rousey, and the guy was on a motorbike because you remember that he jumped really high with the motorbike. Yeah, right. I kind of remember that. Um, I don't remember. Like they have else. less charisma than a stick of deodorant. And, I, and, and I'm not talking about antiperspirant. Like, you want that. I'm talking about you accidentally bought deodorant when you thought you were getting antiperspirant, and it's not going to help you at all. They have so little charisma. It's you wear antiperspirant? But, but on. <laughs> I don't, man. This stuff's bad for you. You got to sweat. Dude. You need to sweat. But on top. You vegan piece of crap. <laughs> like, you need to get those toxins out. <laughs> You're killing yourself. Yeah, and Braden's gonna soon. He's gonna be hucking some uh, Infowars uh, pills See, you and don't want supplements those stars. for me. To you want to sweat those youngsters out, man. You want to. You don't want to keep them inside you. <laughs> on top of what about. you're saying, though, it's like yeah, they're 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 pissing on the old guard while bringing in the new hip guard, uh, but they're doing it under the guise of a movie that's supposed to be celebrating the old, the old guard. guard. So it's like yeah, not only are they are they just well, pissing on them. They're they're trying to pull it off. Like, no, this is a tribute to them. It's totally not. Don't yeah. they get captured or something? Then he's got to bring the young guys in, or does he bring them in? The young and then guys he's bring the old guys back. No, I think the, the old guys do have to come back later. The young guys get captured, and then That's they got to right. bring the old guys. And, guys yeah, in. but, but it's like, like an hour and a half into the movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like late into the, it's late okay. into the movie, and the movie's mostly centered around the new the new cast. Well, right, okay. It's somewhere in between From what I those remember. two things. Um, Maybe I was just so pissed. That's the all. The first I saw. hour is so boring that like you would have forgotten, and it's it's very long. Other than the very opening scene, which is kind of boring. yeah, I think I feel like I I only remember the intro to this movie and then the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, other, remember, other than the intro, you don't it. see one of the older guys do almost any action for like until like the very last big fight scene or whatnot. So, um. So yeah, so they have this proverbial agreement between the young and the old. The old guys who are, you know, they're they're arguing with the young guys, telling all these millennials how the internet works and stuff. Oh, millennials. The old millennials. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should have done that one. Um, so the old guys swallow their pride. They say the old action far stars can fight alongside the new young action stars. But it's like, if you think, can you imagine seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger like? 
in some like like the point of the 80s action star is that you have like these obstinate like really stubborn guys you have like a you know a, not to say that he's a big 80s action star but you know you have Clint Eastwood who's stuck in his ways and doesn't really want to like they don't want to listen to people and have compassion and understanding they want to go out and kick some ass and take names yeah, like the, that's he, they're, mm-hmm. they're the guys you bring in to do like to single-handedly do the one thing that that no, that no one, one else that will do everyone else couldn't do well you know what aspect of the 80s action movie stars personality that we haven't explored yet empathy compassion mm. we need oh. to make sure that we explore those types of themes with our they 80s try that, action and stars. they always fail <laughs> it's like yeah i don't know they're, they're supposed to be this grumpy guy who looks like he's constipated and he just punches everybody and solves the problem like that's what they're supposed to be you're gonna have the moments of empathy sure yeah. like like with a kid no i'm just gonna say like like if you're gonna have those moments you do it uh nice and subtle you slip it in there uh, yeah Braden was talking about dread Perfect example. Dread is a character throughout the whole. Of course, we're talking about the new, the newer the new Dread. One. Yeah, oh, not uh, the don't get confused. Not the dread. Don't be confused. Uh, throughout the whole movie, again, spoiler alert. Especially because if you have not seen Dread, go fucking see it. It's great. Um, he doesn't grow as a character. That's not what he's he's about. Like he doesn't at all. But at the end, like like he he's in charge of of, of deciding whether this new recruit fails or passes and she did things that would have made her fail and he's a very by the book guy like he's judge dread yes he, is, he, he cares like, about the law more than he cares about justice a notorious, worships the law. a notoriously yeah. strict because uh, he's a set he's yes. a sat- satirical version of but yeah, legalism it's, it's, and whatever i don't know it's not this dumb thing we where know. he he falls in love with her and he learns to be a human being just at the end uh when when his his boss is like is she a pass or a fail the person he's deciding on he says yeah, she's a pass even though he, she, he should have failed her yeah right? that's it that's the most he yeah. grows and it's the perfect amount of growth for a character in a movie like that yeah that's perfect he used a very mild because it doesn't take you because you can still have a future dread movie where he's executing some guy on a technicality yes. still, even, yeah. even though it wouldn't be fair to do so. It's just the right amount of him using yeah. his own judgment over the law that he can still come back and do something hilarious and satirical yeah. or whatever you like. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. So it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just ripping these characters out of their universes and just doing things that don't make, I don't know. It's like, it's like taking my favorite anime full Muller alchemist and mm. pulling one of those anime characters into house of cards and being like, Oh, wouldn't it be interesting to see what they do in this? It's like, they're not the, the, the way that they interact with that world is not going to work. It's going to be stupid. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. starting to tap into like the other and bigger thing that just pissed me off about this movie was like, Again, under the guise of like, yeah, this is just like the 80s action movies. It's like, it's completely missing the tone and excitement and and what made those 80s action movies 80s action movies. When it's like, yeah, it's like now you're getting into like the growth and empathy of these characters. The action is completely shot in a extremely modern boring action way like it's nothing like the i, sh- I should give it kudos movies. that there wasn't too much shaky cam or like there were some quick cuts but it wasn't egregious so that was good yeah now you know I'm, I'm glad you didn't do this thing that was invented like 15 years ago that's been ruining movies ever since and you just thought to not do it too much but yeah it's like this is where the movie like especially near the end and they're big exciting exciting but incredibly boring action because it's shot like a modern action movie and it's like, yeah, 
this I would have just written this off written this movie off if it's just another action movie, but now you're 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 championing this movie as as the return to eighties action movies, but you've shot it like another boring action movie but you're also parading around these stars that we that we loved it's like this is so insulting to the things <laughs> that you're championing as, as it's like as, the uh it's that it's you're like, defending it's like all the conservative senators who are always have some sex agenda vote and then they find out that they're a child pornographer or something yeah, like that it's, it's like it's especially egregious because of what you were saying about yeah. you know taking this to stand but yeah to jump back to before i forget about the dust thing you were talking oh, yeah. about is like at the end when oh, dust. when because this is the, one of the most egregious cases of what i'm talking about like uh, the building that they're in is like uh, falling apart it's, it's being demolished whatever uh, there's a helicopter on the top they all run into and, and blah blah sylvester stallone is the last one on and he has to like jump to the the, oh, the rope ladder before you get to that i just have to quickly mention that arnold pulls out that get to the chopper yeah, line and it is it's awful. Oh it made my me gosh! I was like, I, I like cringe so hard. I know everyone like <laughs> loves that when they drop in these lines, but it's awful, every time man. I see it, when he's, he it's says awful. he says get to the chopper, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm watching the Expendables. I wish I was watching Predator right now. Yeah, but I'm watching the Expendables. <laughs> That'd be great. Great. Thanks for Favorite. reminding me that I'm not watching Predator. Yeah, right remember? Now. Let, well, we're watching. No, don't you remember? We're watching the Expendables together, so that you and me and the filmmakers mm -hmm. can together remember all these better movies from the yeah, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you're supposed to do for the two hours. You're not supposed to notice what you're seeing. You're supposed to just sit there remembering. And I think that they're helping a lot with that. Yeah, <laughs> they're, I, they're doing a bang-up job. I got a funny thing. Um, speaking of Arnold saying things, in The Last Action Hero, the kid... Uh, to prove that they're in a movie, because the whole movie he's trying to prove that they're in a movie world while they're stuck right. on the screen, and he writes down a word which you don't see. Okay, but can I can I just quickly elaborate on yeah. that so that people understand? Oh so so Arnold doesn't believe that he is in a movie. He says no, this is the real world. So the kid's saying, but you can you know you can jump off three stories, you don't get hurt. He says, well yeah, that's normal. Like that's what's right. that? So he's trying to prove to him, right. dude, you're in a movie. Like this is not the real world. So and he he writes down uh, presumably a swear word. And tries to get Arnold to say it, and Arnold won't say it. He's like, "See, it's because we're in a PG thirteen movie. You can't say this word." <laughs> and I was awesome. so funny because I was thinking to myself, "He's like, I can't say it." And I was like, "Oh, it'd be so funny if the word was algorithm." Because remember, he kept saying that in Genesis, and we kept uh, <laughs> algorithm. Yeah, algorithm. And I was like, "I oh, can't be, say that word, no, I Danny. I actually can't pronounce that word." <laughs> I kept laughing about that. Yeah, I think he said. I, doesn't he say he won't say it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he says he won't. Saying, or he I don't can't. want to. And yeah. like, but he's yeah. So he's trying to. He and then and then he takes him to the movie store to prove that that he's in a movie to show him the Terminator Two uh, cutout of of him in the movie. But instead, it's Stallone in yeah. Terminator Two, and it's like it looks so funny to see Stallone. You know, with that classic motorcycle shot, the black kind of the, yeah. It looks really weird. Dark, yeah, it looked so funny. Anyways, that, anyway, <laughs> yeah. bringing it bringing it back here. Um, so yeah, they're at the top of this uh, building that's being demolished. They got all, all escape. They're all in the helicopter, and Stallone's the last one in. He's running across the building. Yeah, I think he has to like jump to the rope ladder that's that's down, and then and he does, of course, and he grabs onto it. And it has this shot like from the helicopter looking down at Stallone hanging from the rope ladder as the building's collapsing, and it just had this awful-looking CGI dust. Uh, and Stallone was clearly in front of a green screen, but they like CGI dust around him. It's like. Why didn't you at least throw dust at him while having a green screen? <laughs> but it was just awful because it's like, yeah, this is the kind of thing that they would have actually shot back in the day. Not Stallone doing it, but like a stuntman actually like yeah. jumping to a, a, a rope or whatever, probably wearing safety wire or whatever, but a real stunt. Yeah. And now and it's just like the building. Yeah. It's like, let's just animate everything. Let's green screen yeah. the crap out of it and throw in CGI 
dust and cgi Brutal. dust is like it's like C- cgi hair it's not it's not quite there yet <laughs> no. like it's, yeah. it never will be probably no. yeah it's uh, if 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 we're trying to say if if the action movie genre is drowning if that's what they're lamenting uh, if, if they're the that drowning priest, that Adam Driver in Silence, where he's where he's drowning, then the Expendables are those Japanese people with sticks pushing him under the water. And yeah, yeah, just drown, <laughs> just nah, drown, stay down keeping him. Yeah, you better stay down. Yeah. Uh, in Last Action Hero, there was a bunch of stunts like that, where you know where Stallone's jumping to the ladder. There's actual stunts in Last Action Hero where they have stuntmen doing crap like that. Like there's so many good mm-hmm. stunts. Like Muller, did you notice all the good stunts in Last there's Action awesome Hero? There's awesome stunts. So many it's guys. So great. Where I'm like, I don't know. They like they obviously filmed it well but i was like that looks scary like yeah like yeah not the cgi they do they're awesome. not safe like i yeah. was so impressed with it yeah it's there's yeah. there's great it's action what in makes it. it exciting as soon as you can tell that everything was done safely behind a green screen and a computer uh, boring it, yeah. it takes you out because you're thinking about that but but yeah. try to remember it's, last it's, action hero is a parody yeah it's uh it's I, I don't know what happened to parody man like like have you ever seen young frankenstein no uh, yeah no, it's, it's a mel did. brooks movie I, it's it probably has better production value than a real Frankenstein movie. Like it's like it's <laughs> insane production value, and it's just like them doing parody and making dumb boob jokes and stuff. But it's like it's it's a legitimately good movie on top of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened yeah. where we just decided that if it's a parody, it's garbage now. See that that, that yeah that that just you don't have to make a good movie. Like you just have to say jokes about a a movie that was, may have been good. So the really yeah, it does make me think that it's just like. Yeah, a lot of people who look down on like just 80s cheesy schlock action movies, they they don't realize how smart a lot of them are because a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them do have like a bit of satirical elements or parody like in them. Yeah, a lot of them are tongue in cheek. Like the people making them aren't oblivious to what they're doing. Yeah, like not that it's an 80s movie, but we just last weekend watched rewatched Starship Troopers, which is in uh, later 90s. Starship Troopers. 90s movie. Uh <laughs> And that movie didn't do well at the time uh, because I don't think a lot of people were picking up on the satire. Uh, and like you watch that movie now knowing that there's a lot of satirical elements and it's great. It's brilliant. If you ignore it, yeah, I guess it's just another run-of-the-mill sci-fi action movie, but it's like it had this 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 sort of like cheesy yet rich satire under the whole thing. In guarantee citizenship. And yeah, like the same, same director, like RoboCop. It's like that's not just a movie about a robotic cop. There's rich satire like like riddled throughout that entire movie. Yeah, it's brilliant. So it, it elevates it from what these people are perhaps looking down on. So as I as I compare the Expendables to Last Action Hero, you might say, but Last Action Hero doesn't have as many of these movie stars. It's mostly just Schwarzenegger, and I think a, I think a few other people pop in their faces. Well, it's almost as if having a movie full of action stars doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It's, it's almost as if, from a character's perspective, yeah. the reason that an action star works is because there's a contrast between them and their weird way of doing things that gets things done mm-hmm. and everyone else who's normal in in the universe. They're the one guy who can come in and get it done. It's like, I don't know, it's like the Incredibles, right? If everybody's special, nobody's special anymore. Yeah, it definitely right? makes them less exciting when there's like 40 of them running around. Yeah, and it doesn't highlight their... Like, it's, it's supposed to be this insane thing when... I, the action star, whatever, walks in and just shoots some guy in the head, and the and the police chief, what are you doing? You can't do that! Like it's yeah. like nobody, you know, and it's like and it and it makes it like oh yeah, like he's a he's a badass, like he's doing stuff that no one else is willing to do, right? And it's like so if every but if everybody is like that, it's like well, 
Okay. Well, also I've noticed okay. <laughs> like it's not yeah. like it's like you know how a lot of super groups with music where you have all you know the, this guy from this band and this guy. Well, from it this works band. in metal pretty good <laughs> actually. <laughs> maybe maybe you wouldn't have Bloodbath if it weren't for that. I guess if all you guys not do a is lot listen beyond to metal, Bloodbath in my opinion. Though. Screw okay. screw Bloodbath. Well, Artificial Brain's sort of a super group. They're not a super group. It's like oh my god, oh my god, shut up about this crap. Shut up about cool music. Yeah, none of this crap music. But like it doesn't work a lot of times though you go you always think oh yeah we're gonna have all our best uh, my best player my favorite musician from this band my favorite musician from this band and then they get together and like oh it's like it's, it's kind of weird actually like <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they were kind of better in their own thing like it, it sometimes works like audio slave i think is a good example of a super group boring music on top of what you name dropped on top of what you're saying about yeah it's like now you can't really highlight like these individual uh, awesome characters also it's like when you have a cast this large you don't have this is this is an ensemble cast problem i have with 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 a, a lot of other big movies or like big cast movies like this <laughs> like yeah like you don't have time to focus on it's one character it's like beyond the fact beyond the fact that you've now made them not special because there's lots of them you also just don't have the time to dedicate to one character to, yeah, you to just to have s- some weird intro with dumb pop country music yeah so it's as like they go and beat up things and say reverse misogynistic comment man <laughs> yeah so it's like each dumb character man. gets like a, a maybe 20 second scene of them like oh look he's good with knives but it's like 20 seconds that's it now we got we got yeah. 40 other characters that we have to do a little vignette of like it's yeah they just don't have the time because it's like you have a movie that's got to be somewhere around two hours or less or more if you if you really want to fuck it up uh yeah you don't have the time to to showcase to spend enough time with each characters when you got 40 of them it's, you limit that it's, shit it's down insane. so it's pretty and all all of that all adds up to a pretty boring bland movie i would say that the most interesting thing about this movie the most interesting thing that's come from this movie is the last 40 minutes that we've been talking about it mm-hmm. this segment. yeah so. i remember being really bored and like even the action scenes i don't remember a single action thing that happened like an action scene that happened i remember that motorbike and i remember a few mma things. I, remember- and I just watched it three days ago so you know, it's kind of fresh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, like when I was watching it this week, cause I was, I was just preparing for this. I was like, it felt more like homework to watch this mm-hmm. movie yeah, yeah. than the m- movies that I had to watch like for school for homework, like Macbeth <laughs> or To Kill a Mockingbird or Joe Dirt or... I'm with you. I went through like, this exact <laughs> experience two weeks ago with Spirited Away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll talk about, there's maybe a... F- a very small amount of good things about this movie. I, t- I already mentioned the shaky cam. I thought Antonio Banderas was kind of funny sometimes because he was the only person who didn't. He like act- wanted in or something? Yeah, he wanted in and he's always begging them in and he's making funny, weird comments and everyone's like, well, this guy's weird. And there was actually a tension between being like, well, this guy is not like us. It's like kind of the thing that you're yeah. supposed to get out of an action movie. Here's the normal people, and here's the weird one. Except all the action stars were the quote normal people, and Antonio Banderas was like the only weird one. Yeah, why he's, isn't Kelsey Grammer the weird one? <laughs> he like well, it's just what the, he's why the is he in this he's movie? the star of Frasier because they're yeah. re- they're reaching now. It's like they almost maybe he they was were trying an action they were really? trying to maybe del- he was I they don't were know. trying to delay bringing in this young kids, but it's like when you got Kelsey Grammer in there, you're reaching now. Like yeah, there's, there's just Frasier. That's what and, he's. And, and to be fair, he didn't do anything. He was fine in the movie. It just was. It just is a weird thing to be bragging. It's a about. weird choice when they <laughs> when they don't even have Kurt Russell in there. 
What I the fuck our, are you doing I, jumping to, to Kelsey Grammer? I think I highlighted why that was weird already in my yeah. intro. So, right. <laughs> um, so Antonio Banderas was good, and Mel Gibson was actually hilarious. So there's this there's this yeah. scene where he gets captured, and they have him in this limo, and he's I just... remember that scene. Yeah, it's he's like one of the just, only like, ones I do. It was kind of like a con- like it, w- it was kind of like in that Tim and Eric skit hole where they're where he's he's inviting the guy out for dinner and he's like, yeah, you know, you could just uh, bring along some spaghetti and meatballs, uh, pop some ziti out of the freeze if you got a vegetable medley, pull that one across. And he just keeps riffing off like desserts and foods, pie. like for, yeah. yeah, bring on a key lime pie. Like and the guy's just like, I don't know what to do with this information. Like, am I supposed <laughs> to bring these things? Like, and it's clear that they just set him up with a camera. Had him riff off stuff for a while, and then they edited them together and kind of yeah. made it funny. And they extended it because that's their sense of humor. But in this movie, it was really bizarre because it was like the exact same thing. And Mel Gibson, you know, he's just he's just riffing off, like threatening them. Where are your old expendables? Oh, that's right. They stuck their noses into other people's worlds and got fatally injured. Now they're the deletables. <laughs> like he it, says that? Yeah. And he's just riffing off more. It's, it's like it's it's so bizarre. And he's just like riffing wow. off threats and riffing off one-liners. And it was it was actually like it was it was definitely the most entertaining part of the movie. And like I, I definitely think that Mel Gibson was not that bad in it. And then he finishes off all these threats and these speech and he starts crying, like tears are running down his eyes, and he's crying about how him and Stallone used to be brothers, and it's just really bizarre. Like it's it, at least something interesting happened in this movie. I don't know. It was wow. Uh, yeah. So I think I was just too pissed to, to <laughs> yeah, even acknowledge things that might have been all right. Yeah. So um, that's pretty. I think that's most of what I got. I guess the last thing I want to do is just praise Last Action Hero a little yeah. bit more. Like there's this there's this hilarious scene in it where um, they're at the cop station and um, they're doing like a roll call for cops to get together and they're kind of making fun of buddy cop movies so they on one line they have all the normal cops and on all the other line they have all the themed cops so they so they call two cops and one normal cop shows up and then like a cartoon cat is on the other side and be like oh now you're partners and then one normal cop shows up and then like a jewish cop is like on the other did, side did you notice he got paired with the jewish cop i no. don't it was uh he called out so and so like blattenstein or something <laughs> and then he went with uh general or with officer it was like a super german name oh. the guy that walked up had like this like super blonde hair and blue eyes it was really funny yeah it's like it's it yeah so they're just like they're just making yeah. fun of all these like ho- these, these pairings buddy that buddy cops always make they always pair people who are incompatible together and like yeah. I, it was just like it was a really funny gag that was just kind of in the background of a of a different scene that was yeah that was going on you have like the police chief who's always yelling at him but he has literal smoke pouring out of his yeah. ears and there's like a train whistle sound going like, it's so funny, man. He actually yells, I got the mayor on my ass. I got the <laughs> chamber of commerce on the phone. I got this. I got Classic. that. The Better like, Business oh, Bureau is yeah. on me. <laughs> like, like, so, yeah. And then Mothers Against Drug Driving. It's like, they're, yeah, it's so funny. So, but, great but, movie. Definitely, definitely yeah. go see Last Action Hero. But yeah, if we want to, I want to take this opportunity for just a moment of some real moment of silence. Uh, so no, <laughs> some real social activism here. If you want to see a return to these sorts of movies, don't bother with these fucking wolf in sheep's clothing expendables movies. Like there are occasional you mean sheep and wolf's clothing. What? No. 
because you go to the Expendables, you think it's going to be this aggressive action movie, but it <laughs> yeah, ends I up guess just it's being the other, being it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, don't bother with these movies because every now and then there's a little. A, a, a movie that the, the little glimmer in, in, in the garbage that comes up. Uh, there are movies. There are movies like Dread. They pop up. When you, when you hear about these rated R action movies that are actually getting highly rated, go see them. Don't, go see the new don't. Logan movie. That one looks sweet. Logan does look sweet. Yeah. We should we yeah. should reserve our judgment. Oh, wow. well, it's not, really out, not out yet. yet. <laughs> so I don't know. But, but yeah. so far there it looks good. There's an opportunity right now if you're listening to this right when we publish it, hopefully early, uh, John Wick 2. Oh, That's yeah, that great. And it, is, it awesome. is doing well. Like obvious, Awesome sets. Obviously, you're going to hear it uh, throughout our podcast, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It's like these movies. Yes. pop up every now and, and then. And Turbo Kid, man, that gets oh, yeah. that gets missed, but I think that's a great That's not gonna affect box office. Though. I know, but <laughs> it's so good. Little B movie. Well, but Mad Max is, is a little out of theaters at I, this point. Yeah. No, it's out of theaters, but I'm saying when these the movies movie. pop up like this, oh, right. like there is opportunity. It's not you don't have to cling on to these these horseshit movies like expendables. Yeah. Like there are still quality R rated and and even now I will say like as much as I wasn't huge in Deadpool like it has started a trend of a returning rated R action yeah, movies. Yeah, if an action movie's not rated R, almost guaranteed to skip it unless it's a kung fu movie. Yeah, like John Wick. Have some awesome John Wick. Stuff. Both Go see of the them Raid and, and the Raid Two. Sure, yeah, those are some pretty awesome. Yeah, probably, probably rated movies. R. Definitely yeah, rated definitely R. Definitely rated R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great um, movies. All right. Um, you, just want to say one more thing. So, last action hero, Andy. Watch it. Yeah, it's on it's my it's on some, my rewatch list. I've has, seen it as a kid, but yeah. not not recently. Right. Uh, it's got some sweet movie dummies in it too. Oh, I love. Just want to throw that out there. I love movie dummies. Yeah. <laughs> love movie dummies. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's... Okay. Woo. Um. All right. I guess I'm gonna jump into my most hated movie ever of the week. Uh, Kickass Two. And there's there's gonna be some parallels to what you were just talking about and 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 what I want to talk about, but. Uh, yeah, fuck this movie. Uh, but just so everyone knows uh, what's going on, <laughs> I'm going to read uh, what happened here in the movie. Um, so a teenage boy and a little girl take to the straight streets to fight injustice. Don't worry, no pedophilic anime perversion, just some super sweet, over-the-top, violent action. No? Not anymore? Wasn't that kind of the appeal of the first one? You know, the surprise violence in what initially looked like just a lame superhero movie starring children. I guess now it's just a lame superhero movie starring children. Great. You nailed it. Thank goodness we got all that really fun movie violence out of the way. Now we can finally focus on Hit Hit Girl's trials and tribulations of trying to fit in a normal life in high school. Oh, good. They're cutting the camera away as soon as any cool violence was about to be shown on screen. I sure am glad Hollywood stepped in and, and, and again, make another R-rated universe more digestible to a wider and more boring audience with no sense of taste whatsoever. I definitely don't need to go home and contemplate suicide, as Hollywood continues to try to convince me that action movies not being rated R are an acceptable thing. Great. Thanks, Hollywood. Thanks again, you fucking assholes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, the reason, the reason I really really despise this movie as Muller pulls on some cords oh, beneath on down there. my feet right now. Really distracting. <laughs> anyway. Shine those slippers, slave. <laughs> um, the reason I hate this movie uh, is it completely and utterly misses the point of what made the original unique. Oh, misses it by 100 miles. Um, yeah. So when I, I I'm just a little history in my relationship with the first Kick Ass. It's not a movie I'm 
that in love with. Uh, but I, I initially heard about it and I thought it just looked like a dumb movie, a super dumb superhero movie for teenagers. And I thought I better avoid that. It looks annoying. Then I saw some movie reviews and the movie reviews were very, very polarizing, very kind of all over the place. Like, and what I found was that the positive movie reviews made the movie sound fucking horrid. And the negative movie reviews made this movie sound so fucking great. This um, the first one? The first one, yeah. So yeah, that was like the hateful eight for me. Everyone, this movie's too violent and not. Oh yeah, All right. yeah. 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 So <laughs> I read some positive reviews, and like several of them said basically the same thing. I remember, I remember the one thing that stood out was, oh yeah, it's like this movie's great. It's like super bad meets Spider Man, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, like, I was like, I, I got to I, I definitely got. I was right. I got to steer clear of that one. But then I start reading some negative reviews, just, just for you know, some comparison, because I was interested. It looked like a colorful movie, um, and the negative remove, reviews were all just like, this movie is is awful. Irris this movie is irresponsible. Irresponsibly violent. They have young children like nine years old cutting off people's limbs and heads and 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 saying fuck they don't really say that in the review but like and i was just like this sounds fucking awesome and I, i've come to this is a little just side note this little theory i have that anytime you see a review for a movie and they say it's irresponsible in some way it's irresponsibly violent or irresponsibly crude not just crude but irresponsible yeah. you see that word pop up every now and then that's a sign that there the, that there's some good in this movie. Maybe not the whole thing, but it's just like, yeah, there's there's something there. It'll entertain you in some way. Yeah. If yeah. someone finds it irresponsible that it was made, not that Kickass is that crazy, but so I saw Kickass one, and it was just like, yeah, cool. You have like this this nine year old girl, and normally I hate child actors, and yeah, again, I thought it was like a dumb movie starring teenage superheroes, and I'm like, oh god. But then she's like. Yeah, fuck you, cunts. She like <laughs> shoots them in the face and like running around with like a, a one of those, those switchblade things. Yeah, and yeah. like, yeah, I was like, I can get behind this because it completely subverted my expectations. Like, it's uh -huh. like, yeah, this isn't just a teenage superhero. This is like, whoa, I didn't expect her to be dropping the, dropping the cunt bomb there. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we good there, Molly? You seem a little little sidetracked with some audio stuff. Uh, yeah, just sh just keep going. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to make sure yeah. we were good. Yeah, 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 make we're, sure good. We we're good. <laughs> I remember when I when I uh, was being shown that I was like, yeah, I don't know about this movie. Uh, again, not knowing a whole lot about it, um, yeah. and I watched it, and I, I was like, again, it's not a movie I love too, but I remember being pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah, because it does, despite how much I'm praising uh, my subverted expectations of what actually happened in the movie there is still some of that annoying teenager humor that i a bit yeah it's like i understand why people brought in super bad as a comparison and that part of it annoyed me but then you have scenes of like people like protagonists being burned alive mm. <laughs> i was like okay yeah this is definitely not what i expected. some heavy stuff yeah not what i expected there's some promise here in this in this franchise as a movie that yeah. celebrates that glorifies uh movie violence um so yeah, just a few of the things I really fucking hated about yeah, this movie. Well, yeah, was, was, is this your most loved movie? Well, I'm just talking You're about. You're just going to talk about I'm how just, much you love. I'm just, just, one? just painting the picture. Just, just, just building this up here about why I hated this. Because if it was just another dumb sequel, but it's like it's another dumb sequel at, at, attached to a movie that's actually good. 
But so initially when I started uh, thinking about what made me hate this, I started thinking, yeah, they really PG-13 the crap out of this movie. Like, and it's clearly not rated R, but then I looked it up. It turns out it is rated R and that just made this. That's really weird. More confusing <laughs> for me. And I was, cause I haven't seen this movie since it first came out. Kick-Ass 2 is Kick-Ass rated 2. R. Yeah, it was rated R. How? Again, I, I've maybe it's, I'm not going to rewatch it, but maybe like before I could fully judge whether it should be rated R or not, I, sh- I probably should rewatch it. But my memory of it was like, yeah, they've watered this the fuck down. There's like no yeah. blood. I don't think anyone gets their limbs cut off and any like deaths happen Mostly off screen. screen I'm yeah. going to guess the R rating came from language because I think there is still some language. Yeah. But even on top of that, I don't remember them like saying like fuck and, and, and cunt. Not too and much. Stuff. I bet like, you was... I, bet that, was I remember f- them saying like bitch and whatnot yeah. and stuff like that. It was probably 14A up here though. It, seems it was like, 14A up yeah, here. Yeah, okay. In Canada. Canada, we don't have a rated R. We have 14A, 18A and... 18A so is like RR kind of. Even and four- it's way harder to get that than it is yeah. R. Yeah. So anyway, my initial thought yeah. was this was... This, this is a clear... This is a clear case of, a, of them taking a popular, R, unexpected R-rated hit and mm-hmm. PG-13. And apparently it wasn't PG-13, but fuck, did it ever feel like it? I just remember it like really did. it had less action scenes. Yeah, it's like people weren't getting like limbs cut off and just like cool action. It was more just like more boring, expendable Isn't Jim style. Jim Carrey in this movie? I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that guy. He, he, I bet you he turned this movie right around. And you're actually going to change <laughs> yeah. the tone of your segment very quickly. So yes. This is going to... This, so this is just me, me tricking everyone into thinking yeah. I hate this movie. This is, this is going to be his most loved segment ever. Oh, so man. Everybody, Twisted welcome to Real Movies with Real Men, where we discuss the movies that give us the biggest boners ever. We love these segments. <laughs> Come on and bring us some flowers, and we'll hey, rub look, them all over our faces. Look, pal. Spir- love on movies. Spirited Away gave you a boner, not me a boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Braden started bringing his most loved movie in, and it's infecting <laughs> you next. You know, I'll never let it get me, never. Anyway, enough of your blabber. Um, point being is I still feel this movie was PG-13. Even though it yeah. somehow avoided a PG-13 rating, it really feels like it. It didn't have any of the fun action. The camera does that thing. This is, I hate this thing. Kingsman was guilty of this as well, too. Uh, that oh, that, that movie, about. Kingsman, where it's like anytime anything violent is about to happen, like someone being stabbed or whatever, it shows the stabbing, but it cuts away so quick it's almost unclear that well, it even happened. In, in Kingsman, what it is is... Um, it's like because they do a lot of long shots right with those fight scenes well long yeah yeah no they do um so how they do it is they do the action scene in slow motion and then they speed up the film in like but they kind of do variable speed up so they'll speed it up for like a half split second and then like they're playing with the timing a lot to kind of create a rhythm yeah and and it's a little disorienting in that movie it is better than like a movie with just a ton of quick shots, like like yeah. That are Kingsman totally is not a horrible movie, but anyway, it doesn't have horrible action scenes. Point being is like even though it's like it has this really cool violent action that you go into a movie like this for, but then like the camera's always just cutting away. Yeah, someone you're talking about, someone's getting like getting their throat cut, but like I'm and then it, the camera cuts away. It might even show it on screen for a fraction of a second, but it cuts away so fast and there's no blood. It's just like. It it's sort of hard to tell what's going on. You can tell what's going on, but it lacks any punch because yeah. it didn't sit with you. It didn't slap you in the face because they cut away from it too quickly. Oh yeah, you're not gonna remember any of that. So yeah, I I, I guess this movie's rated R still, but it really really didn't feel like it. Despite I like some <laughs> language. By the way, I like how you said that it avoided a PG-13 rating as if that was like a good thing for them. It's like they have the worst <laughs> of both worlds. It's R-rated, so yeah. they get less money, but it's like. 
Yeah. They don't have any gore or anything, so why make it R rated? Like why didn't That's true. Why didn't they just edit a few things? Like maybe they were just perp- maybe they were just like asked them to make it rated R because I'm gonna for guess some weird they were, reason. They were shooting for PG thirteen, but they just couldn't get it, I guess. They could have the rating boards. Is, you can the, send it back to the rating board. That's again, true. Though. The it's rating like, board is, is fucked though. I don't know what happened maybe it's there. Because but of it, the children. It did not feel yeah, maybe, I don't know. It didn't feel like a rated R movie. But that kind of jumps into my, my next point here that uh it doesn't even really matter that the that they kind of cut out a lot of the vulgarity and whatnot, because in this movie, because of some of the characters, the vulgarity doesn't really work anymore. So what what made uh, the first one a lot of the first one's charm came from the shock, and I was talking about this uh, of seeing like this what appears like a happy kids superhero movie, and then and then really foul language like little nine year old girls swearing at like big intimidating thugs and shooting them in the face but that vulgarity uh kind of doesn't work anymore so i'm talking about hit girl especially because hit girl in the first one i'm gonna guess she's somewhere around eight or nine i don't know um it was it was it took it 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 it's it pulled the rug out from underneath you when when she would call someone a cunt while sticking a gun down their throat it was like whoa but now the actress chloe Whatever the fuck her oh, her, her yeah, two Chanel last name or? thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever whatever her name is, like she's in Kickass too. She's noticeably older. Like I don't know how old she is. She looks she's like she's like sixteen or so. So when she punches someone in the face and says, "Yeah, screw you, bitch," it's like, yeah, sixteen year olds say bitch. Yeah, and it's not she, exciting she, anymore. She like starred in that um, that remake of uh, Carrie of Carrie. So yeah. she's like killing all these people and she's covered in blood. Covered so in blood. Yeah. Really, not really. It's not exactly a step up from her murdering all these people like and covered in blood to being like oh, yeah it's like they needed to come screw you <laughs> Was that, was that good? The Carrie I never saw remake. Uh, I just fast forwarded to the end where she kills everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, watched, so. I just watched the whole movie and fast forward. So <laughs> my favorite part of the, the Carrie <laughs> I would movie, do that, man, because <laughs> Carrie's about like a girl gets bullied or whatever, right? And she yeah. like kills everybody. Yeah, I've only seen, but her mom is like the crazy 90, too. Yeah, the nineties remake of it. There's but, a nineties yeah. remake. Yeah, there was one in the nineties. I think there's Holy like, like there's a few. There's like three other remakes. It's not of that this. good of a and story. Oh my god! The one like part they kept consistent from the originals where it's always the pig the, blood. The girl, yeah, the girl has uh, gets her period in the shower, and everyone yeah. teases her and beats her up in the shower and laughs. I always thought that was so funny. <laughs> they like smear her period blood all over their face, and yeah. you know, I just, love just like bullying, in Neon Demon. Female bullying is just seems so much. It seems like, way worse, more like horrible. I'd than rather just, just get beat up than just some nerd but, being shoved into a locker. Oh yeah, they're emotional, man. It's it's yeah, they're psychological. always yeah. It's oh, sounds awful. Um, sorry, I hated growing up as a teenage girl. It was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's not really like yeah, like I said, she punches someone in the face and says you're a bitch, and it's like yeah, when she was eight and she was doing that while stabbing someone in the head, it was like whoa. Now it's just like yeah, she's in high school calling people a bitch. That's what high school kids do. Middle school kids do that. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. it's so it doesn't work anymore. They didn't do. No. They needed to do something to subvert that. That now now sh- these these child actors are a little older. And they didn't. They didn't really do anything. They just tried to do the same thing, but they tried to do it a bit more watered down. So now it really doesn't work. Like, yeah. And from what I recall, like, they they still do swear and call people a bitch in this movie. But 
it didn't like it didn't seem as vulgar. It didn't seem like I didn't. I don't think they said cunt once, which I know I keep saying that word, and it's not like I love it or whatever. But it really is the word that it's like that's shocking to hear come from an eight year old. Yeah. In a big movie theater, like this big heavily promoted movie, uh, even the language felt watered down. Because bitch, uh, who cares about? It's like shit and bitch are so like. What is that? Yeah, they're, they're, nobody's nobody's like <gasps> nobody does that when they hear it anymore. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> that doesn't that that doesn't happen. Call yourself anymore. a Christian? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a real like limp dick. This movie, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just even you, like calling someone a dick is probably like a little better than that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, bitch is just like I feel like that's just normal. Like when routine. a girl when it, when it, when a girl calls someone a bitch though, it's like. It's not as big of a deal, but when a girl calls a guy, like when a girl calls someone a dick, it's like the reverse gender thing. Like if a guy calls a girl <laughs> yes. a bitch, it's like really shocking. Or if a girl I, does, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's when just I, catty girls. When a guy gets called a bitch, it's funny too. Yeah, that's funny. I think, but yeah, you're right. When it's reverse. Yeah, from a girl. Yeah, you need like you need some of that reverse. If a girl calls a guy a bitch, that's funny. Yeah, that's I funny. Think. Every yeah, because a guy doesn't want to be a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes girls want to be. They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm every damn dating profile or... I look at, it's like I'm a bitch, and I and I know yeah. it. And I don't, you know, and you put yeah. up with me at my worst, and then if you don't put up me with at my worst, or however that throw that throw me, that request in the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can't put up with me at my worst, then you can't put up with yeah. me at my worst for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. People like that, I'm like, I just want to send her pictures of my butthole like i i, I, I can't stand people forget like dick pics we got yeah. butthole pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's weird <laughs> that's a really weird idea uh, so what i want to talk what i want to talk about now uh, is what i'm going to call the great jim carrey marketing swindle oh, <laughs> this was hate it so is this so is this marketing swindle similar to uh Jackie Chan is the prisoner in that prisoner movie, but uh, but he's only he only shows up for like five minutes. It's very similar. Well, very similar like, swindle. Okay, better comparison is um, is it Terminal Velocity? This '90s airplane movie, like uh, action movie on an airplane. I've never and seen and that in the one opening, with the goth guy. Like, no, in the um, <laughs> in the credits and previews, they're like, yeah, so and so is in it, so and so, Steven Seagal, and like. Ten minutes into the movie, Steven Seagal dies, <laughs> and they sell him as like a major part of the movie. Well, Braden, it's exactly like that. <laughs> oh man, brutal, um, brutal. So the commercials, Sabe. commercials, and previews, and trailers uh, for Kickass Two uh, were heavily, heavily focused on Jim Carrey. They were. Jim Car- Carrey's character. Yeah. I, think I don't remember his name. Is I was supposed to look it up, but I didn't. Captain, Captain Awesome. Captain Underpants. America. Uh, no, Captain, uh, Captain, Captain, Captain Man Two, uh, the Revenge of but yeah, he's, Captain he's, Man the in the Big is, City. Like he's dressed up like he he just looks like a like an ex like military general. He's decked out in like a military camouflage outfit, but he's got this bandage over like a Ninja Turtle style bandage over his eyes. And uh, like, are you sure you don't love this movie? This guy sounds great. He Ninja does. Sound, he sounds. I remember actually seeing it, and before like the reviews came out and started shitting on it, like thinking like. That actually looks pretty cool. Like like Jim Carrey, like they did something, some makeup thing where it's like he almost doesn't look like Jim Carrey. Like he's got like a bigger chin and stuff. And yeah, like he's all different, flabby on different his face. voice and 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 shit. And really like hamming up this military character, this military style superhero character. And he's got like a dog that's biting people's wieners. Yeah. It's Colonel <laughs> Stars and Stripes. Colonel <laughs> Stars and Stripes. Yeah, that, I mean that's funny. 
It's a funny yeah. game. Yeah, and, and he, we were all stoked for that. I remember all of us were looked, like, "Yeah, this he looks so good." It actually this movie. looked like a fun thing, and especially having yeah. Jim Carrey jump into this movie. That like at the time, the actors and actresses were kind of smaller name, other than I guess Nicolas Cage in the first one. But like, right. the, the Chloe Hit Girl, whatever the fuck her name is, like he she was smaller and. Yeah, she Aaron was a nobody when Taylor that first Johnson, out. who plays Kickass. I, I, he plays Godzilla too. <laughs> you also know him as Godzilla, Godzilla. in the Big City. Um, <laughs> every every it's Godzilla always Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla in the Big City. The big it's city. not <laughs> exciting to see Godzilla destroy a yeah. forest. They should, yeah. <laughs> they need a Godzilla ass movie Just crossover. So, you no, know, it would be um, it would be like a you know a one and a Godzilla that's scary to vegans. So he'd be trampling the rainforest. And <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like people who like the environment and all. <laughs> Enough of you. Um, <laughs> so the point is, Jim Carrey's Carrie's character, second time I've done that, uh, looked like a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of fun that mm-hmm. actually uh, is in line with their celebration of movie violence. Like He looked like, yeah, this is the perfect character for that. Uh, he's all over the, the commercials and trailers. Like I'm going to say, mm-hmm. of all the, from what I remember, all the trailers and commercials were like 65% Jim Carrey mm-hmm. like just that like his lines in it mm-hmm. same with the posters the posters were all like really colorful posters of like kick asses like eyes on top of hit girls eyes on top of Jim Carrey's it's like it almost looked like he was a main character in the movie like like now really he's on the poster I think he's, right? yeah, yeah. he's all over the poster um, and obviously you can see why they've done this like Jim Carrey's got the biggest uh, commercial smart I'd do that if I was the marketing director yeah from a marketing <laughs> standpoint it makes perfect sense he's got the biggest commercial draw like he's gonna bring in the most people um, as it turns out uh, this is a huge huge bait and switch uh, and he is not only killed off super 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 early He's also killed off very anticlimactically. Like his 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 death happens off screen. Not even sorry, I shouldn't even say it happens happens off screen. It happens in a scene you don't see. They like about twenty minutes into the movie, the the bad guys break into his lair or whatever, uh, beat him up and then pin him to the ground. And the the main bad guy's like, yeah, kill him. And it cuts away. It cuts to a different scene. And I think it's a, like a news anchor shot, and they're like, "Yeah, this guy was killed," and blah blah blah. And it's like you don't not you don't even fucking see it. It's not even a thing where they cut away quickly. You don't even like they just tell you he died in a different scene. It's like, man, this guy was all over the fucking posters, all over the commercials, all over the trailers. He didn't even die on screen, and he died like twenty minutes into the fucking movie. Maybe since the filmmakers don't care to show things and they just want to tell you things, maybe for the feature sales of kick ass too they should just uh, swap in an audio file of us talking about it for three minutes and we'll tell them all about the movie <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty good that's that's a pretty good movie yeah, um, but them. pretty much podcast like, is a movie right yeah you would think that we're gonna bring this podcast into the next week <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, bringing in Andy's segment to next <laughs> <laughs> my most hated movie ever is all of Andy's segments <laughs> and um, his blog posts my, my, my blog Come see my blog. Um, but pretty much, like, if you've seen the trailer for this movie, you've probably seen all of Jim Carrey's screens. <laughs> I am like, just, just watch the trailer. Just yes. try and find one of the Red Band trailers, the Rated R trailers, and you'll see all of Jim Carrey's screens. Is that scenes what that means, Red Band? I don't know what it means. You, it means but a lot of the time... It means they show the crazy things. A lot of, I, I always see the pop-up that trailer. And it's Maybe like that's what R means. Trailer. 
Red Band. Red Band. And yeah. then Red Band trailer. Has... Maybe, well, maybe. Or when, it means restricted. Maybe, but, when you know. you see, <laughs> maybe when you see the restricted before the movie, it's actually like a, an acrostic, and the, yeah, all the letters have other words that come out of them. What's the E stand for in restricted? Yeah. <laughs> it's energetic. Anyway. Uh, Superstar. <laughs> Huge fucking bait and switch. Triumphant. The great Jim Carrey marketing swindle. And apparently it didn't work because this movie did not do well. <laughs> no. So, no. Well, I, I may be part of that. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how much I have to say on it, but like, I don't know if you heard about Jim Carrey kind of pussying out of this movie after it came out. Like, he, he, didn't, he didn't ditch it in the middle of filming or anything, but... So they, they they filmed this movie oh, yeah. and then uh, and then one of the school shootings yeah, happened I remember and this. then Jim Carrey was like, uh, "I'm trying to distance myself from this movie now. I, it's I think it's a good movie, but I just can't in in any right conscious uh, promote this kind of violence in movies." What a like, pussy, oh, man! Yeah, that guy that pisses me off a bit. That's, it annoys that's the me right that people <laughs> that people in the industry are. They even that they still can't defend the difference between movie violence yeah. and real violence. Dude, it's like, like Stallone who doesn't understand why '80s action movies are good, even though he was in them and he was one of those <laughs> great stars. And he's in Cobra and like making it happen. But it's like I don't know. I guess it's true what they say: actors are totally retarded. Yeah, That's what they, they say. They, they don't do know say anything. that. A lot of them are fucked in the head, though. So yeah, I've always spent said too much time in Los Angeles. Oh, well, hey. Yeah, I learned all about that in the Neon Demon Neon last Demon. night. Yeah. Why these actors are so messed up? Because <laughs> they're eating everybody's toes and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, bodies. those those were models, not actors. Oh, right. you loser! Uh, I don't. Oh. What's, I'm not. Uh, uh, Anyways, great job. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, last thing I want to talk about, surprisingly, because most of the time my segments go on for like 45 minutes or longer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep this one shorter and sweeter. Uh, this is actually mm-hmm. just one scene in the movie, early on in the movie, that was so off-putting, I, 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 I almost vomited in the middle of the movie theater. <laughs> it was atrocious. Uh, an eyeball. He almost uh, vomited up an eyeball. So yeah, I know exactly what you're about to say. You were pissed <laughs> about this. Oh, dude, it, I'm. I'm. It's good that it happened early on in the movie, so I knew what I was getting. I knew what yeah. I was getting into. So Hit Girl in this movie, they completely watered down her story, and or they they put her in a watered down story of. Well, now she's trying to go through high school. She's trying to live a normal life and not be a cool superhero cutting <laughs> people's awful. Thing, yeah. Is this an anime? Fucking awful. Um, high school. And so, like her her foster dad says, you got you got to be normal because because he knows that she was like this crazy superhero killer. Uh, you got to be normal. We're gonna make you normal, and you're gonna go and hang out with the other girls. Uh, They're age. normal too. They're normal. Do I they uh, take her period blood and smear no. it all over their faces? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Winding Refn didn't direct this. This movie, movie right? moves no. into the carry. <laughs> um, so she goes to this this slumber party with a like three other 16 year old, like, like typical, like annoying catty, like 16 year old girls. Uh, I have no idea what 16 year old girls are like nowadays. So oh, yeah, uh, but you know, I, I have to learn it from kick ass. I just mean like that, that, that stereotypical, like trendy 16, like, Oh, okay. Into let's call them Snapchat 16, uh, into Instagram, teen, into teen magazine oh, sort yeah. of shit. The yeah, that's that's that not a thing anymore. Magazines <laughs> anymore. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, aging, I'm really aging myself right now. Yeah. Andy's, uh, 
you've really crossed yourself off of the pedophile list because now no one can accuse <laughs> you of, <laughs> of that because this guy doesn't have a clue what 16-year-old girls are like. Anywho, um, so she goes to the slumber party and they're like, oh, have you seen the new Union J music video? <laughs> <laughs> and uh and she's like and, 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 that is, and that it, is such a teen girl band and, name wow wow hold on hold on here and hit girls like me she's like who the fuck is union j like I, yeah, like I a normal person they're like, like oh, someone who's not mental they're like oh check it out and she hits play on her tv and it pulls up uh, a music video from some boy band called union j and I thought it was a joke at first because this is a literal commercial in the middle of the for fucking a real movie. band for a real boy like English boy band uh, called Union J and it's just like do you want almost... to pronounce the word Union J quicker to make sure we get our sponsor money for promoting this band? <laughs> they're not even called Union Jack; they're called Union no Union J. J. Oh, Union J. I, I I looked it up so I could remember. Okay, okay. Before getting what a into this weird. Uh, and. Like you, it it seems like okay. They're gonna, sh- she's gonna see this music video. It's gonna be some joke boy band, and and sh- and it's hit. Yeah. It's hit girl. She's she's used to murdering gangsters. Like that's that's been her whole life up until now. Uh, and w- it's actually a real band. I again, like I said, I looked yeah. it up, and you they love literally. You and Jay. You're watching those they music videos all day, Andy. Play the fucking music video on screen. It's like almost a thirty seconds well, at least, isn't it? Let, I'm gonna play one of my little games here. Oh, let's okay. let's take uh, the sorry. Union J screen time game. I, I was gonna say three minutes. I thought you were gonna no. say they're gonna play not, the not whole not that song. Agree- it's not that agree- it's finish. not that egregious. I want to say it's like thirty five seconds. Okay, I'm gonna say forty eight. You're both very close, but if we go by Price's Right rules, Braden wins this. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's the closest without going over. It's about 40 seconds. I say about 40 because it cuts kind of back. closer and, too. It cuts back and <laughs> forth. So it's, I couldn't get an exact time. But right. like, it's like 40 seconds of screen time and of just this boy band music video. Now, when you think about 40 seconds, it's just 40 seconds of a two hour movie. It doesn't that's, sound like much. 40 seconds lot. is a lot. Think about when you watch a YouTube, when you go to watch a YouTube video and if you're an idiot and you don't have an ad blocker on uh, and they have a 30 second ad before they think play about a movie. how pissed you are. That you that can't, it doesn't have that like five second skip thing. You have to watch all 30 seconds. A lot of times I don't watch that video. I'm like, well, I'm out <laughs> new <laughs> before video. I got ad block. Guess like, I'll watch this new G- Union J music video instead. Yeah. Forty seconds is egregious, and it's I brutal. thought it was a joke at first because they they really flashed. They really it was like full screen. It was it wasn't like on the TV in the background. It was like the entire screen was this music video for forty seconds. And like five seconds in, I, I, I laughed because I thought it was a joke because they, it was the most cliche, shitty boy band music video. Like these pretty boys that just look, they look, as soon as you see them, you're annoyed. Like that's what yeah. they look like. Yeah, I'm really like. getting the impression that, um, you know, from a marketing perspective, and I think The Expendables was pretty guilty of this too. It's like they don't know who they're selling this movie to. Because mm-hmm. like it sounds like now, now it sounds like they're selling this movie to 14 year old girls because like that's the only people who'd be interested in in this type of band. It but they can't weird. go see a rated R movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's like so, you so said, they got the best of, or they got the worst of both worlds. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a rated R movie. So, so younger kids can't see it. They can't get that sweet younger kid de- demographic. Oh, that's sweet, sweet young kid demographic. <laughs> Um, but there's no violence. Yeah, there's no but good violence. I'm gonna start pitching my clients to this. Like whenever <laughs> we're doing marketing campaigns, we gotta get that sweet, sweet young kid demographic. <laughs> but it's true because they're, because they're the dumbest. <laughs> they're working at McDonald's and they have a little bit of money to spend, and they're easily manipulated. It's easy to get that money, that little amount of money they have, out of their hands and into your hands. Millions of tiny mounds of money. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's the same in the Expendables too. Yeah, it's absolutely. like it's like they're are, are, are you marketing to it to the new people who like want to see these new young action stars, or are you marketing to people like my dad who are fifty five and watched Stallone like when they were my age and like like which one is it? Like I don't know which one it is because you're crapping on both of them. <laughs> so yeah, um, the, yeah, like this is. So the real heart of the problem of this scene and why it's not just a bad scene in a movie, it, it's more than that, uh, is that not only is it a shameless, almost Sony-level like blatant product placement. It's, I, I thought when seeing this that this is definitely a Sony film because Sony has, has the most egregious, blatant product placement. Turns out it's not a Sony movie, but on a fun note, Union J is signed to like Sony Records or whatever it is. So yeah, Sony they organized They that. slipped in there. Yeah. They found a way to well, I, I was, slip a horrible commercial in there. Yeah, that's funny. I was actually going to ask if the record label who Union J signed to is in some way affiliated with the production or company or film studio I don't or think so. I started looking into it, but then I got bored, so I stopped looking so into I it. So I went back and usually watched a few more Union J music videos <laughs> yeah. instead. No. <laughs> but that's usually the case when that happens. Yeah, a lot it? of the times yeah. that is the case. There is definitely some kind of partnership deal in there sure. somewhere. But anyway, what makes this so bad, though, is beyond just the horrible product placement, this scene is, is as Muller was saying, it's like they've missed the mark of what, what this movie is supposed to be. This is completely contradictory to Hit Girl's character, because I thought again hit girl's going to be watching this and she's she's maybe going to like throw something at the tv and, and smash it or whatever or something like that but hit girl's like watching the music video it does like this this slow zoom in on, it cuts to her her face and does like a slow zoom in and she's all like wide-eyed and like it gets really weird and anime-esque like, and she starts it. getting like turned on yeah and stuff. it like cuts weird. down like toward her stomach and Close to like her crotch, it gets fucking weird. It gets very, very anime like it's for like a, a second. Like a pomegranate, thing. like somewhere in the. Um, <laughs> and but like clearly, half. like the, what they're trying to convey is that she's getting super turned on while watching this. So it's like not only is this horribly egregious product placement, but it's contradictory in the character. This yeah. character, like I said, was like her. She spent her entire life being a crazy assassin stabbing people in the throat. You don't just change that ideology like no. just out of nowhere like So it's like like, like it's as it's as if they they expect that any any young girl if they're exposed to western culture will definitely adopt it. And it's like, you know, like you've mentioned a few times we live in a small town. I know lots of people are exposed to that and they're like, "No, I just like I still like my ATVs and my quads yeah. and my country whatever shit and like they, like they don't hit girl. They, I don't yeah, it's it's I got to talk about marketing in this movie, man, because it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like it's totally it's totally frustrating. Because even outside of an artistic perspective, just from a pure marketing perspective, it's all over the place. Because we're yeah. throwing in Jim Carrey here to yeah. just to be egregious, smart marketers, but then we're like confused about what we're putting in it for young girls, and like it's just all over it's, the place. They're making bad decisions and good decisions like, and bizarre decisions, all just from a marketing perspective. It's and like they decided to let marketers make the movie, but the marketers hadn't actually seen the first one at all. Yeah. Like they don't even know what the movie's about, so they're just throwing in and they're anything also not everywhere. the best marketers, <laughs> because not, a good marketer well. does know how to niche these things and just mm -hmm. go with one thing and do it well. That's but like, yeah, so it's like, Hit Girl is not going to be turned on by a a bunch of fucking fairies dancing around. Yeah, on she's going to want some cool, some like, burly man. Like, that's yeah. who she's attracted to. You ask her what her dad's like, and they're going <laughs> to find out. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> then, then this, so this is the neon girl neon. from, the, neon from neon the Neon Demon who's yeah. going up and screwing corpses. <laughs> 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 what?
Oh, full circle here. How the hell did that happen? (laughs) But completely, completely contradicts the character with really, really horrible product placement. And it was it was so off putting. And it's early in the movie. It is really, really early. Is it early? I thought it was later in the movie, but it's it's before the halfway point, I'll tell you that much. Maybe halfway point at most, but she's still hanging out with like these teenage girls and these other teenage girls and whatever before she gets back to being an assassin or whatever. Uh really she tries to be normal for a while, right? Is that what happens? Yeah, I, she's kind she of she's kind of coerced into, into trying to be normal by her stepdad or foster dad, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um, and if she starts to embrace it because you know she's getting all horny for Union J. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly what happens, but it just it was so off-putting. Like Jim Carrey dying, or this an, an actual potentially fun character dying early on, and then this boy band stuff really set the tone for the rest of the movie. It was like, oh fuck. Um, anyway, that's actually all I have uh, for this. Like I said, I'm going to keep it shorter than I usually do. But yeah, this movie for me uh, was a huge contender for worst movie of the year. And it completely, completely, utterly missed the point of the original. And that's why I fucking hate it. So if this movie was one of your friends, which friend would it be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you Muller. The, yeah, the right answer is always me. <laughs> it's yeah. always Muller. It's my most hated. Yeah. Um, I don't hate you, though. I'm, like, fascinated you like an anthropolo- by you like an anthropologist studying some weird culture they don't understand. By studying, like, a bunch of ancient cavemen who are so <laughs> stupid and beneath them. Uh, that, that's how you look at me. So, um, well, this week... I have brought in a gremlin of the week. A gremlin of the week. Uh, yeah, do we have like a saying for that? Can I? Should I come up with a jingle? Gremlin. It's a gremlin of the week. <laughs> 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 it's the gremlin of the week. That's the gremlin <laughs> theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. No, totally. <laughs> that that makes great. a lot more sense than the what I was trying to do. Classic 80s themes. Yeah. <laughs> the gremlin. Gremlin of the week. Okay. All right, give it to me. My I want some fucking gremlins. I need gremlins in my life I need now. some gremlins. Well, What's the, gremlin- the gremlin of the week, Well, Muller? the gremlin kind of looks like this, and he kind of talks like that, you know? Like, that's good enough for the whole segment, right? He's a oh, surfer? He, he kind of looks like something, and he does a few things. Like, that, is that enough for me to fill out this whole segment? Like, not giving him a freaking name or something like that? My gremlin of the week... <laughs> There's only one gremlin with a name. Is smart gremlin in Gremlins 2. And this is the gremlin who drinks one of these experimental potions later. Mm -hmm. And he gets real smart. We could call him Brainiac Gremlin if we want to. That's that's what I think of him as, his brain. For whatever reason, I don't think they call him that, but I think Brainiac Gremlin. Let's just call him Brain. Because he's also sophisticated. He's wearing glasses. Super smart guy. Uh, Let's uh, call him... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I think what I like the most about uh, the smart gremlin, so he, he he gets this potion, so now he's the only gremlin who can talk, and he's got an English accent, yeah. and he's... Uh, he's got he's, glasses. He's got glasses on, he's, he's talking all sophisticated. He's wearing and like, like a nice Does he have jacket. a bow tie on, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it just... It just yeah, Goes just, on a talk show. He's very classy, yeah, he's talking about gremlins, about gremlin uh, social issues, yeah. and gremlin... <laughs> and, and, and so you, you kind of brought up this point about gremlins that what's so great about them and why this segment is in place is that the gremlins are trying to be like people, right? Yeah, this is the gremlins' idea of being people. Yeah. They're just complete degenerates who want to wreck things. Yeah, but that's the- what they think people are, Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, so... And kind of what's interesting is that this gremlin goes on to talk about that and talk, yeah. you know, we just, I love this. We scene. just want to be like humans. And, uh, he's, he's, so he kind of, it, it's, 
it could be a case in another movie where you're like, oh, they overexplained this funny thing. Yeah. But but in this, it doesn't it doesn't come off that way. It comes off as as really great. Yeah, and yeah. So he's he's pretty he's a he's a great gremlin. So Brainiac Gremlin, check him out on YouTube. <laughs> Just search in Smart Gremlin, uh, Code Man. Classic Gremlin of the Week segment. I, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> the segment is classic, not another classic <laughs> Gremlin of the Week. It's All of it's classic. That's... When you're talking about Gremlins, everything about it is classic. And that's the end of our segment. This is the Gremlin of the Week. Okay, so before we move on to our last, I have a quick ad to go through. We got to get that revenue. Yeah, we got to get that sweet sweet young kid uh young child demographic ad revenue sweetest (laughs) so uh this episode this episode this episode if i say that then it won't seem like we're actually (laughs) sponsoring these guys because you know it's like when you apologize and you say the word wrong hopefully uh, this is for your fingers i'm sorry hopefully this is for an english class because all of us are fucking up words (laughs) (laughs) this episode uh this episode episode is brought to you by abc specifically their surveys go to abc.com slash slash survey to get paid four cents uh, to give a survey about your demographic information uh, they're just going to ask you things like your interests, your personal struggles, other emotional problems that you have, and so on. So um, I just want to make it clear that ABC won't sell any of your survey information to anybody, so your privacy is always protected. Uh, they will, however, use this data to make TV shows that pander only to your emotions and offer no real content or value. Uh, the characters in these shows will probably subconsciously remind you of some nostalgic moments in your life. And the subtext of every show will most certainly be ripped from cartoons and stories that you remember growing up. ABC also reserves the right to use your sur- survey results to do a complete psychological analysis on you. This analysis, again, will not be shared with other companies, uh, but blah, 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 may be used to identify that you're, com- blah, that you're a complete schlob with horrible taste in televisions and movies, uh, blah, 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 and they'll make shows that pander, again, to parts of your personality. So, Sounds, uh, sounds like you're really passionate about this about this ad that we're getting. Yeah, definitely not uh, like you're just reading off copyright information. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I definitely really care about these shows that ABC is making, and we need to be able to inform them so they know to make the right shows uh-huh. uh so uh for hyper demographic targeted contentless television use abc so once again that was abc.com slash survey use your promo code biggest men to get an extra penny on your survey so that's four cents to five cents you do t- two surveys in a day that's five cents to eight cents uh and so on and so on yeah just go there type in the promo code then type in your social insurance number and you're good to go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> now that okay. we've made our money. Time for a real movie. Real <laughs> what, Are we ever going to move past just saying, oh, it's time for some real <laughs> movies. It's just, I, I don't even know if it's a good joke. I just like to say it. It's, yeah, it's funny. just a funny thing to say. My most hated movie ever. Uh-oh. Of, don't of, sound like you're excited there. Of the week. Of the week. <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Oh. Oh, I saw this coming with my <laughs> sixth sense. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just explain what this movie's about. <clears throat> Child psychologist Butch Coolidge, played by Bruce Willis, is shot and killed at the beginning what of this movie. What the name is Butch Coolidge? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, that's his character name. from Pulp Fiction. Oh. Bruce Willis is the boxer oh, okay. guy. Let's say as a, a psychologist, it makes way joke. more sense that no, it's from Pulp Fiction than name. from Sixth Sense, like some yeah hilarious. <laughs> what's okay. his actual name? I didn't even write it down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Remember you the French chick in Pulp Fiction? She's like Booch. Yeah, Boot. What is what is Booch? I, I don't think I've ever even heard his last name in that movie. Yeah, they say it like once or twice. It seems like we're getting side right Sorry. <laughs> so Sorry. nobody knows what this movie's about. Okay, so uh, child psychologist Butch Coolidge, played by Bruce Willis, is shot and killed at the beginning of this movie. He wanders around a ghost, and his only friend is some dorky nine-year-old that can see dead people. A kid who actually pays another kid to pretend to be his friend. What a dork! <laughs> Wait, this kind of reminds me of another story about a couple of kids where one of them thinks they're seeing ghosts. One where the main character doesn't know they're actually dead. That's right, you hack M. Night Shyamalan. You ripped off The Ghost Next Door by R.L. Stein. Get ready to turn in those Razzie Awards, you hack. <laughs> so, side note, M. Night Shyamalan has been uh, nominated for four Razzie Awards for Worst Director of the Year. The Golden Raspberries Award, Bad Movies. Um, he's won twice. Yeah. And this was actually a span. That's, that's not enough. No, it's okay. So his he had four movies, four consecutive releases. Yeah, that got nominated. <laughs> Lady in the Water. He actually won a Razzie for worst director. He got nominated for The Happening. He won for The Last Airbender, and then he got nominated again for After Earth. Yeah, he. he this did guy's After the worst. Earth, yeah, that Will Smith movie. Yeah, he did. This was that oh. was him. I think trying to make a, a more normal sort of blockbuster movie. I th- that was him trying anyway. Well, I think Last Airbender as well was that. Yeah, as well. But I mean, both why of do them, actors yeah. keep working with him? I don't, I don't like, know. Like, I don't think his his movies. He's made, not like he's paying. I don't tons think they of made money. a lot of money for a while. Obviously, like Six Sense and a few of his early ones. Yeah. probably did. And I think maybe his new one as well. But like, he, they can't be making that much. Fucking I don't think so. Like his new one, I did see Split. I think or spilt, as I keep calling it. I keep typing <laughs> spilt everybody as a joke. And uh, it actually was okay. It wasn't yeah. amazing, but it was... I mean, I, the bar is friggin' low, man, when I went into the theater. So I guess anything... Anything goes. Yeah. So um, anyway, so this movie... My, my theory for years has been that M. Night Shyamalan just rips off R.L. Stein. <laughs> So if you guys remember, uh, I was about to say, perhaps you should explain because you're so, out of, you're more out of touch than I am. So, <laughs> so uh, R.L. Stein uh, was a is a famous author, genius of a man. He wrote uh, he writes Goosebumps, the Goosebumps now, children's novel, the children's, children's horror, horror novels. novels. And as kids, you know, me and Andy are just a tiny bit older than you, Muller. I don't know if you ever read the Goosebumps. Just a tiny bit. Old. Oh yeah, I had all the Goosebumps. Did you? Okay, didn't yeah, I, didn't I, did I tell too. you about? That, I still have mine. That birthday story. My, my, uh, tell it again. My brother got a bunch of Goosebumps books for his birthday, and uh, I he hadn't opened it yet. So I, so I so I thought I was very clever. I said, "I'm gonna open it." <laughs> really, really clever. No, no, no. Really clever. <laughs> I, as a, as a as a kid, not being very good at shutting my mouth, I you know I, I gotta no. I gotta I know what the gift is. You know I gotta tell somebody. I gotta tell him like or whatever. So I'm like I know. I just I'll just tell him that they're books and not that they're. It's a, you got books for your birth. We told you not to tell him that you like this, but I didn't tell him what kind of books. <laughs> yeah, you're so smart. I, I thought I was very clever, like that. I had, that I had done that, and that's awesome. So that was like a month ago. This happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, back to who? That's been an ongoing theory that M Night Shyamalan rips rips off R.L. Stein. It's great. Yeah. So I I noticed this after I saw the Six Sense in theaters came out. 
summer of 99, a young, naive 13-year-old, I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I, I didn't hate the movie or anything at the time, but I remember thinking, this is just like The Ghost Next Door, which was the first Goosebumps I'd ever, I ever read. It was the first one I had, and it was one of my favorites. And in this, I'll, I'm going to kind of go through and parallel them both. But as I said in the intro, both characters know that, uh, find out uh, or throughout the story that they're both dead. And I didn't know, I, I didn't, uh, like when you see The Sixth Sense, it's hard to get away from that spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost Next Door, I wasn't aware, but I remember I was sitting in my grade four class and I still remember this kid's name because I was so mad at him and wanted to kill him. His name is, his name is Daniel. And fucking Daniel. He saw my book. Daniel's a piece of shit. And I'm just loving this book. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I've I've been reading this book and I've been loving it. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like a couple chapters in. I'm just like so excited to go home and keep reading. Just this my world had been opened up with goosebumps. And this kid's like, Oh yeah, that movie that book's pretty cool. Yeah, you know the the main character, she's a ghost. I was like <laughs> What a piece Daniel, of Daniel, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you can imagine the rage. Done it again, Daniel. Yeah, I was like, holy crap. Daggone so, it, Daniel. But you guys ever have something spoiled and you're like, oh, maybe they were joking. But then it's yeah. like, well, if they're joking, then it's the opposite. And then you're like, mm-hmm. so I just was Anything like, that they say is ruins from it then on, somehow. Anything anyone says about anything ruins it. So it's the whole book, I'm like trying to put that out of my head. And it was still cool. But I'll never, that was the first like big can, spoiler in my life. Can we give a small amount of spoiler education to some of our stupid fans? About not spoiling? If you say there's a twist at the end of the movie... That's yeah, that's a spoiler. Even that's if spoiling. you don't say what the twist is. Even if you is, don't say what the twist is. If you say that the movie has a depressing ending or a bittersweet ending, that's a spoiler. Yeah, no, it's because now because yeah. now there's there's no opportunity for that rug to be pulled out from underneath you while watching the movie because there is there is a a hunger or a thirst or a lust or I don't know what it is where you just want to tell the person anything you do to scratch that itch is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. You might think you're getting away with, oh, mm-hmm. well, I didn't tell you what kind of books they were. You might think you're getting away with it by just revealing small pieces of information. No, you're a piece of crap. Well, yeah. Just don't say just anything. Just don't say anything. You cannot scratch the itch. If you relieved yourself of that itch, you have ruined someone else's movie experience or diminished it in some way. Yeah, and like... I, this I, is a public service announcement from I don't, I don't the government of Canada. Hijack your your most hated oh, movie okay. movie here, or I don't. You may get into it or whatever, but like this is the inherent problem with M Night Shyamalan's movies because yeah. his whole thing, as everyone knows, is is they always have a twist. I think other mm-hmm. than a couple of his ones where he tried to make a more legit movie, but other than that, they always have a twist, and this is a huge problem. You. You, if you know there's a twist going into it, you're ready for it and you're hunting for it. And M Night, M Night's the movie. such a crappy yeah. filmmaker. You'll probably find it. Like he's not gonna, <laughs> yeah. slip, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to trick you. Like, it's yeah. an inherent problem with that being. It's okay for filmmakers to have a gimmick, but that's a bad one because because there's you. Just having that as a gimmick removes all the charm of the gimmick while being your gimmick. It's it's. He's an inherently flawed director, and a lot of Arlstein stories had twists in them too. You, like throughout the, they're actually interesting stories. Like as you know, as a kid, I remembering what I read as a kid, mm-hmm. and but there was always, almost always, like 
a boom, like an almost an M in the night show. Yeah, they were great. There, but there's a little they're twist. For but kids, it, it's though. a fun kids. Book. I was about to say yeah. they are. They also when you're a kid, are it's for like kids. whoa. Yeah, it like was great. it really. It's you had cool. a book about some kid who eats bubble gum and grows giant, and you had a kid a book about some sponge under the sink that's attacking yeah. people. Egg you monsters, the egg monsters, and yeah, werewolves, and yeah, they were all cool. sorts of stuff. I, I, I should mention that that Goosebumps is re- responsible for my phobia of ventriloquist dummies for like twenty years. <laughs> it probably was for a lot of kids. Yeah, actually. it's like yeah. and and well, the, the TV episode especially is not because scary. of the TV. Episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, not scary. But for, even I for a kid, though, for, for a kid though, for as a kid though, because he's just I was a creepy, kid and I watched it. But he's a creepy looking it. dummy. But you're you're a, not a normal kid. You're like yeah. no, I was not. You're yeah. like a deformed <laughs> kid. You got <laughs> arms growing out of your ears and stuff. Yeah, like as a six year old, that was it was traumatizing to me. And my brother wanted to watch it and. I'm like, I'm just the type of kid where it's like, what am I going to do? Go home. What am I going to do? Go to another room? Never. I'm going to put, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. So yeah. My friends are doing something I don't want to do. What am I going to do? Go home? No, I guess I'll have to do it. So I'm forced into doing things all the time just because I don't have the discipline to just leave, to recuse myself mm-hmm. in the situation. That's so, how you developed your horrible crippling drug addiction, right? Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that movie, sorry, not, that, that show traumatized me. And I think you and I, or Maybe it was you and me. We, we watched the Slappy the Dummy episode. Yeah, I think because like, it, they came up on Netflix. Yeah, we so watched we were like, it. Hey, let's watch the Goosebumps. Yeah, we watched it a few years ago, and I remember being like, What the hell was I scared of? Like, this is so <laughs> dumb. And maybe it's just because as an a- adult, it can't suck you into the conflict it's trying to create for you because it just it's mm. just too silly to mm-hmm. be sucked in. But it's like, even the dummy is like, What's he want? He just wants to enslave you or something. Like how does how does he even slave them? He just I shows remember. up and like squeezes someone's hand and like he puts sticks his foot out while you're running and then you trip and well, fall. Well, he'll and just he's like ah, ha, ha, he'll make ha. your life live in hell. Like yeah, he, but, he's like your ruler now. Kind yeah, of. but but he just like all he does is trip you or like spill your eggs or like something. Yeah, he's just <laughs> like, kind of a jerk. <laughs> like he doesn't. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's not even as big of a jerk as like an '80s movie bully. Like all like he's he like embarrasses you in front of your family and makes them think that that you wrote the marker on the couch <laughs> and not your yeah. siblings. And it's like oh, I'm getting blamed for it. My life is over. As a kid, you were like, Damn actually, it. Slappy was that Slappy? <laughs> yeah, Slappy. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh Slappy. I guess I'm gonna have to do what he wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I don't know. He goes around looking creepy or something. Yeah. He's got so, weird green farts in his head that when you bash open his head, the green fart yeah. gas. Do you guys escapes. remember how that one ended? Uh, the family the dog, had another the dog. No, the family had another doll that came to life when they read the spell. Is that the third one? No, that's so, the first three one. Night of the Living Dummies. Oh, I know, and that's uh, the first one. And then they, they're the, that guy saved him. Oh yeah, because he had a good dummy, and he was full dummy. of uh, not. Uh, it was not fart gas. It was just normal I gas. I don't know. And that that was weird. Made him come to again life. another twist. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> back to M Night. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk about a couple other movies and Goosebumps books uh, at the end of this. I'm just gonna run through the Sixth Sense though. Okay, so um, beginning sequence um, of both stories includes a death. So. Bruce Willis is shot. Uh, in this other story, uh, the ghost next door, the main character's name is Hannah. She has these dreams about uh, her bedroom being on fire or something, and then wakes up and everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But, but it's both both sequences are them dying. Uh, both stories begin with the protagonist befriending a young boy. So Bruce Willis uh, is buddies with uh, Haley. What Joel I just, Osmond? Yeah, I just write HJO because I was like, I'm not writing that kid's name. I um, love Haley Joel Osmond and what a weirdo he looks like he's as such an a adult. Weird, like, yeah, he looks he weird like, as an he adult. Just looks weird. His face is all he small. Looks, he looks like he's just 
it didn't look like he aged into adult. He just looks like a bigger version of himself as a kid <laughs> yeah, he does. with a beard. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at him now, and it's a, yeah. He just looks like on 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 my computer here, and he yeah, he just looks like the same kid, only just bigger. <laughs> it's just like a, t- it's, yeah, a oh, bit wow, fatter yeah. too, right? He's a, yeah, he's a little chubby. Yeah, he's, he's put okay. on some so, weight. So these two movies are the same. It's basically Basi- the same. Basically, so, um, Hannah, Hannah, the girl, she befriends a young boy named Danny. Danny's like her neighbor. Um, they start talking, and she's talking about her friends, and he's like, oh, I don't know any of those kids at school. So it's like, she's like, oh, who's this weird guy? Like, he doesn't know anything. Something's up. Sometimes she'll be talking to him, and then she'll turn around, and he's just gone. So she thinks, oh, oh you're maybe this. In the, in the yeah, so maybe Hannah, yeah, maybe Hannah's like, maybe this, something's not right with this kid. So they start painting, uh, you know, maybe Danny's a ghost. So um, Danny's been getting into trouble around town, and... Uh, he thinks he's kind of like uh, Hannah thinks he's out of control. He's hanging out with these. So Danny, I guess, befriends these troublemaker kids, and then he, he they're running around doing stuff. And Hannah's like, "Oh man, I gotta I gotta make sure Danny's okay." So she kind of follows him around town, and they're like, uh, "There's a lot of focus on them like vandalizing the postmaster's work like and a good 20 house minutes scene." Yeah, <laughs> it was know. really weird. It was like there's there's a lot of focus is. on it. So she, she tries to help him and goes, hey, you're getting a little out of control. You're going to get into trouble with the cops. You need to tone it down. And Danny's like, they're like nine or whatever, right? So he's like, oh, I don't need to listen to you. Um, comparatively, it's similar to how Bruce wants to help Hey Joe Osmond's character. He's having trouble as well. Bruce doesn't know what it is yet, but he's having trouble and he wants to help him. It's revealed at the beginning of both stories um, how they're, well, not, hang on one sec here. My notes are, there's too many scribbles everywhere. <laughs> Look yeah. at this guy. He comes on so unprepared. What are you, Alex Jones? You just got all these papers no, yeah. in front of you. You're dropping all over the place. I think I rewrote something <laughs> twice. So I was like, wait a second. But I said this. Um, basically, both stories as well. Like They both find other ghosts. So... Um, I mean that's that's what you're saying. That's, that's why they're the I'm same, saying. right? Yeah. There's a there's a twist at the end. One of the characters that you thought was a go- isn't a ghost is a ghost, and yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, no one could see them throughout it. And both of them have like something have a task to complete, which is like similar to all ghost lore. They have to complete uh, before they can move on. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this case, Bruce Willis, um, the guy who, to help the kid. Yeah, the guy who shot him was ha- uh, he noticed Haley Joe Osmond's uh, having the exact same issues that that guy did. And then, and then he was when Bruce Willis, like he, because he's a psychologist in the movie, yeah, right? Yeah, and he, so he's one of bugging him that he never helped him. that patient. Right. That patient was still disturbed and killed him. So by helping Haley Joe Osmond, that's sort of his way of figuring out how to help that old. Isn't patient Haley Joe's Joel Osmond's problem that he sees dead people? Yeah, though? and that's what this old guy. This oh, other the other guy, guy had. had the same they problem. Find, yeah, I haven't seen it in like ten years. He, yeah, so. he re-listens to a tape that where he interviewed the guy and he leaves the room. And then he hears the guy mumbling to himself. Like Bruce mm. Willis digs out his old tapes and he turns the volume. He can hear Spanish being spoken. So he's like, what the heck? So he realizes he had the same problems. So he's like, holy cow. Gotcha. I got to figure out how to help this kid. Then he can kind of be resolved. And So is this movie bad or not? It's not. It sounds kind of interesting. Like, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> so um, in The Ghost Next Door, Hannah helps. So Danny and uh, this group of hoodlums, they go start a fire. Uh, she She's kind of anticipating something was going to happen. She follows them, and she noticed earlier in the story and here, this weird shadowy figure's been following her. She doesn't know what it, who or what it is. So she, this is like this weird twist they kind of threw in it, so this is not similar to Sixth Sense, but it's kind of funny. She goes to rescue him from this fire that they started, and Danny's kind of trapped. The shadowy figure shows up and grabs Hannah, 
And Hannah grab. I guess he's wearing a hood or something. She she takes the hood off, and it's Danny. Oh my god! Whoa! But it's like this shadow version of Danny. And she's like, "What the heck? Are you, who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I have to kill Danny because I gotta, I gotta drag him in my world and take my place so I can like enter reality." It was like this weird, just like they kind of just threw it in there to make it a little more interesting, like because I guess Hannah wasn't interesting enough, so they threw in this weird little twist, and then she ends up throwing that guy into the fire and saving her friend. I don't really know the point. And then Hannah goes back home, and she's like, realized, "Oh, I'm dead," and she helped this kid get out of. So, because she wasn't there, the guy would have died. Do you do you want to keep recounting the events of these two stories, or do you want to talk about why you hate the Sixth Sense? I hate it because it, it's <laughs> this is more a critique of M Night Shyamalan than it is. But I haven't heard you talk about M Night Shyamalan for like ten minutes. You're just talking about Ghost <laughs> Danny and okay. Yeah, let's no. talk about why M Night Shyamalan is a big, yeah. huge fucking he's a, loser. He's a hack. Well, okay, so he rips off. This story was a blatant ripoff. Rip I think. Okay. Um, the uh, other stories here. Oh, well, we should actually, we should we should try to we should read the transcription from this other movie so we can really know about why M. Night Shyamalan okay. stole it. The other okay, two other stories. Okay, <laughs> The Village was uh, came out in two thousand four. Yeah, and Welcome to Camp Nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. more R.L. Stein. Yeah, very similar. Now I remember what we what this is about. Okay, so, yeah, so both feature. People, uh, the main characters in a situation which they don't know, but it's at completely fabricated. Wait, so what happens in, uh, so the, in the Camp vi- Nightmare one? Camp Nightmare, this What's the kid. Premise? Um, really basic premise. Yeah, yeah, these kids go to camp. Um, they're told not to go outside the certain barriers because there's monsters. Um, there's areas of the camp they're not supposed to go to because they're, they're restricted. Yeah, and they're, they suspect that there's secrets being withheld. Basically. Uh, okay. And are there it. any secrets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons. Tons. Okay. The village is the same thing. It's like this village of people who are, they don't know, but they're being Yeah, you can't to. leave because a monster will get you. Uh, and That's it turns out that the monster, the twist is that it's just a guy. Yeah. It's just people in costumes trying to is, is that in scare them into. Uh, is, yeah, there's fake they're just, monsters. They're just people. They're, yeah. yeah. They're just fake they're, monsters. Well, there's fake monsters. Like they're, they talk about the, these. Uh, Tree bears or something. They don't ever see those. But I there's one. This one. I remember one the monster cover called, of it the, and called the saber that's protecting this one secret cabin, which has like a ton of info. They they find out later. So yeah, they're What's they're the they're info. Um, the it, well, is it actually like good info or is it just like tax records from like the council? <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's exactly what it is. Well, it's like where they hide stuff. So like he goes in and finds out that all the, like letters, all the, the kids have been writing never got sent out. Oh, and stuff like that. Oh, so it's actually kind of creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. Unlike the villain. And then he's like, "What's being? What's happening?" Adrian Brody, who is retarded, and he's in a, he <laughs> yeah, he's a just cloak. this. Fuck, I hated the village. That movie <laughs> sucks. Oh, we get into that we a watched bit that, later and like here. we ended up spending uh, half the movie talking about Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to return to that once you're done your yeah, R.L. Stein yeah. comparison. Okay, so here. what's so, the, what's um, the next movie? Okay, next movie is um, The Visit, and. How to oh, kill a monster. Oh, it's how what happens in How so, to Kill a Monster. How to Kill a Monster. These two kids are taken, uh, them and their dog are taken to their grandparents' house for the summer. But and their grandparents are not. Things aren't their what they seem. No, they are their grandparents. Oh, okay. The grandparents seem really off, mm-hmm. really odd. Are and they peculiar. aliens? They, um, they, no. And they, <laughs> they see, they discover that the grandparents are hiding something. Oh, okay. And they slowly discover. Thinks they actually the grandparents live in like a castle or something, and they slowly discover more and more secrets and do they start like getting scared. Or something? No, what are the secrets? Do you guys want? I don't want to spoil this. You don't want to? No one's, no one's gonna read these books. <laughs> don't well, spoil it turns out the grands- grandparents are hiding a monster. 
<laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, they're hiding a monster that they captured. See, yeah. At least... At, but, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. There's a monster <laughs> in that Goosebumps from 15 book. years ago. <laughs> from 25 yeah. years ago, man. Um, so, so, like, the thing that I'm really liking about these Goosebumps novels, though, is, like, at least there's something spooky at the end of that. Yeah. Like, it's like with the... With the like, the Sixth Sense had something spooky, but then it's like, you go see, what is that, the, the, the happening? And it's like, oh, oh why is everybody fuck. dying? Oh, it's because Mother Nature is making them allergic to the world, so they're dying. Yeah, it's like, spooky. Uh, and then trees uh, aren't fucking spooky. I'm not you. <laughs> like, not, hack, like you know, <laughs> all the things to choose to make a scary, spooky horror yeah. movie. Like trees in the wind are never spooky <laughs> unless they're like trees that come to life. And, yeah, like like, have ev- faces like the Evil and, Dead or something. Yeah, like that. but they're not sure. that. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. wind and rustling the trees back and, and forth. Channel, I needed some trees to rape somebody. That's how that movie would have gotten a lot better. <laughs> yeah, no, instead, <laughs> some of the branches get blown around by wind and the, tr- the trees say, in the camp nightmare one sound kind of scary like what do you say bear trees these tree bears yeah tree i guess bears. they're like these monsters that are if you go out into the forest they'll come get you so like they try to they That's use scary because you don't know the camp yeah. you don't you don't know what they're gonna do like yeah. they're, they're kind of scary exactly so yeah. we're back to the sixth sense quick i did uh watch this recently for the first time since i it came out um, it's. Uh, I was about to say, I bet oh, it yeah. doesn't hold oh. up. It was. It was kind of weird rewatching it, knowing the the. Secret, well, that, that's what people always say. But so it made good it about more it because you can peek it. You can piece it all together and see like. Oh. But it's like, is this guy an idiot? Does he realize that nobody's talking to him? <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> like that's what I was thinking the whole movie. I was about to say like he's the the problem with it is like yeah maybe you can go back and notice little things that you didn't before but the problem is is that M Night Shyamalan is no David Fincher because it's like Fight Club has the, you know this big thing yeah and you go back and you watch it and it's like and it the movie and gets better it's like watching a whole sure. different movie with yeah. with that perspective of knowing what happens. M Night's not clever enough for that kind of thing. It's it's probably he probably doesn't even hint toward <laughs> toward or so like, so what you're saying is bother. the sixth sense is Fight Club for dummies. Sure, it's yeah, like maybe. for, for, yeah. for the masses. I don't think these two movies have ever been compared, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Six Sense is super overhyped. And the other reason yeah. I would compare them is because David Fincher is a huge hack too. So there you go. He's just like M Night Shyamalan, delightful, talented so, hack. M Night Shyamalan is a giant hack. He ripped off a child's like book he ripped, novel. He ripped off R. Yeah, L. an Stein. author. And in all these books that came out before his movies, total uh, it holds up. So well, I, I to be was, fair, I'd rip off Arlstein. I was I was yeah. gonna say though, I remember when you first told me this theory a while, like initially when you told me this theory because you've been touting it to us for a while now. <laughs> I thought you might have been some kind of doofus, but then when you you mentioned like these movies and it's like, yeah, that's pretty much the exact plot. I started to wonder, <laughs> did he actually just? read these and like just ad- <laughs> yeah. adapt it because yeah it's like these are these kids books from yeah you know 10 to 20 years ago or for 15 to 20 years ago yeah, you, you can get away with stealing some of those sto- could, yeah. stories change some names you know get yeah. bruce willis in there and yeah i think you're i think you're actually yeah. on to something yeah so i i wrote down the taglines for the movies in the books and i want you guys to compare them okay there's a funny similarity i found between all of m night Shyamalan's. they're all they all have numbers in them Okay. It's weird. Okay. So, um, the, the first ta- day of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tagline for the, for the, uh, R.L. Stein, the ghost next door. There's a strange new kid on the block. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. There's no, Great. Number, no numbers in that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's is one sight, two sound, three smell. This is all on the poster. Four, taste. Five, touch. Six, the sixth sense. I'm like, 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck, that, yeah. Is, that is terrible. Wow. And Six. the thing is, the sixth sense is like, so you're you're seeing dead people. That's sight, though. That you're not. You don't. That's not a new sense. Six. Well, it's no, because you're sensing of, it's some kind of clairvoyance. Uh, I, I know. It's, 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 what yeah, you're, it's, it's what you're sensing rather than how you're sensing. It's still it, not exactly yeah. like a snappy tagline. You don't want that so, on your fucking poster. It's so, terrible. Oh, I got a couple paragraphs for you coming up here. So, oh, no. welcome to Camp Nightmare. It's the little camp of horrors. Mm-hmm. So, okay, whatever, sure. sure. Whatever. Yeah, it's great. It is. Okay, the it's village. Fine. One, let the bad <laughs> color not be seen. It attracts them. Two, never enter the woods. That is where they wait. Is this a BuzzFeed article? Like yeah. all, yeah. all of them <laughs> three. Yeah, three. Heed the warning bell for they are coming. Like, how do you fit that on a poster? Like that is dude, so cluttered dude, that's and so crazy. Long. Maybe M Night Shyamalan like learned how to read from like <laughs> like uh, those like oven. Dinner, de- uh, dinner instructions like when you have like an oven baked lasagna <laughs> oh, and it's like wow. one it's like one dinner. preheat oven yeah. <laughs> two uh, place on pan whatever three put an oven for maybe that's how we learn to read was just reading maybe that's how we write scripts it's just like recipes just everything is in lists one Bruce Bruce Willis starts talking two <laughs> he says these words All his little scripts, kid enters the room there's like by the end of the movie 982 yeah. like Bruce Willis you find out is, uh, is dead yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right I stole that joke from somewhere but I won't say where. Oh crap! Okay, and uh, I number can't call him out on it. Tagline oh. round three: How to kill a monster. Step one: Run. Step two: Run faster. That's yeah, kind of yeah, funny. That works. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's that's funny because you're expecting a different piece of information, but it's just the same information. Yeah, and it's yeah. also it's not really information. It's like most people would know to run from a monster. Sure. Yeah. Now the visit. It's, it's kind of dumb, I guess. That part. For number, step one is dumb. Step two for, is hilarious. For the visit, okay. Grandma's rules. One, <laughs> have a great time. Two, this is, this is eat as much as you want. Three, don't ever leave your room after 9.30 p.m. <laughs> 9.30 p.m.? <laughs> Not just like 9 yes, or like... 9.30. That's what they established in the movie. That's, Gra- a, that's such a specific plot <laughs> point to throw in a tagline, well, though. I, I think these, like, these, these movies, especially these last two, it's like, okay, so if we throw this on the poster... Maybe we have to do less work in the movie and we don't have to explain as <laughs> One, much. One, eat as much as you want. Two, make sure what you eat is your grandpa's diapers. Oh, that was the other point. In the Wikipedia article, they don't mention the grandpa oh, diaper man. scene, man. We got to edit that. The maybe only... they wanted to save the good scene. They didn't want to spoil the <laughs> yeah. best scene. Do one of you guys want to explain the that? Only good the only the three whole seconds of, of quality entertainment. Yeah. Does anyone want to describe uh, that? Yeah, like, uh, well, okay. this grandpa, is he's, he's a grandpa, so he's wearing Depends and he's shitting in them all the time and... He's Crap. a crazy grandpa. Yeah, no, so he's probably shitting a lot. Yeah, the, the, the twist, as we're not going to give you a spoiler alert because it does not deserve it, is that their grandparents are actually dead and their people that they think are their grandparents are escaped mental patients yes. from a near by asylum. They've never met their grandparents before. It's a weird circumstance that they happen to go stay with them for a week and their mom just dropped them off without even like verifying <laughs> that their grandparents. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, mean, I, I don't even know how far we can really. I think your point of the R.L. Stein is where we should stick, but um, yeah. it's. Uh, so at, by the end of the movie, they find out that they're not their grandparents, and the grandpa just rips off his diaper and just smushes it into the kid's face. Yeah. And it's just full of crap, and like it's a long, drawn-out, boring movie. And not that that's necessarily a great scene, but it is a scene that makes everyone go, "Oh, yeah!" 
But it's literally we were it's, like screaming and cheering because something happened. But it's just, like in the payoff, the payoff of this movie. It's literally less than ten seconds, and it's like this is only like probably an hour and a half ish movie. Yeah. It felt it long. felt so it felt long. And the way kid is like a germaphobe too, so that's like even more. It's like more. Upsetting. Yeah, there was a genuine setup and payoff for it, but yeah. it was not good enough. I don't think that uh, M Night Shyamalan thought that that was as funny as we did. No. No, I don't know. I, I never I know, know what, he what the fuck he he's trying that. to do. Yeah, I don't, from either angle, it's like, I don't think that he thinks these things are funny. Doing it from a funny perspective, it makes sense. But I don't understand what you would be thinking if you were doing it from a serious perspective. Like, why, why why would you write that? That's weird. It's really weird. I, I don't know. I, I, it, yeah. the, 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 the movie spooky. does have tones of it trying to be somewhat comedic throw at it, but... But then it's not also yeah. it's 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 a confusing watch in that regard. Do you guys T- remember the totally? Re- it's confusion. The really jarring uh, credit scene, the freestyle rap that they do at the end. Oh, do you remember that? Fuck, I do. Oh remember god, that, that was, that was horrible. Yeah, wasn't that the worst? Everything, yeah. everything about that movie like, is just horrible. But, but getting into what we were talking about earlier about when we when we watched. So we so we thought we thought it would be a hilarious. Why I don't know. We thought it would be a fucking hilarious idea to have an M Night movie night and just M. shit night. on and just shit on his movies. And as it turns out, it was not hilarious at all, and it was like miserable, border, borderline actually depressing. It, it was so fucking. So we watched The Village and The Visit, and I. I I have never been so bored. The entire, like, I think for a solid half an hour of the village, we were just talk, sitting around talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Which the best thing to come out of that was, I think, the next movie night, we just watched Ghostbusters and, and Back yeah. to the Future. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is a great thing coming up. But it was miserably depressing. And yeah, so I hear that this new M. Night movie was split or... or Spill spell or whatever Spilt. the fuck it was going. I've heard it's good, and people are like, "Oh yeah, you should actually check it out. It's actually a pretty good movie." And like, I was like, "No, never again. I'm not watching another one of his fucking movies. I don't care for this because it was so boring and miserable, and not in a fun like so bad it's funny way. It was mm-hmm. just dreadful. It was so fucking bad." I'm lucky I only caught the last half of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the whole village, which I once again Be saw thankful. 10 years ago and I thought it was fine then. Like that was back when you thought that the his movies were good and you were like, "Oh yeah, that's the yeah. guy with the sixth sense and I'm 17." <laughs> Quick little side story. Do you remember when we were at the video store with my brother? I think this is what inspired us to watch to, to watch an M Night movie. We're at the video rental store, which is a thing that barely exists anymore, uh, with my my older brother. And we we're picking out a movie to watch. Oh, and we yeah. passed by uh, the visit, the, yeah. the M Night Shyamalan movie, and my brother's like. The visit. Which one is that? Is that the one about the village? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that's the village. <laughs> that's great. That was so funny. That was that was way yeah. that was way more entertaining than all than it anything was. found in the village or the yeah. visit. And then we coaxed him into renting uh, the Green Inferno, which was awful, but kind of had its moments, I guess. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, anyway, anyway, any more on uh, M Night? M Night Hackalon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not really. I think he's a piece of crap. Um, people, I don't know why people still, okay, they'll be, oh, the Sixth Sense, but yeah, it's kind of, you can't rewatch it. Okay, but, but Science is good. Have you, uh, you seen Science? Sucks, sucks too, because Split, sucks. Cause Split is going to breathe a little bit more light. Oh, I hate. Too. He's going to be around a bit longer now. That's too. what I hated about it. I'm like, they shouldn't have got a good actor like James McAvoy. They should have got like, 
I don't know who's some jackass. Uh, they his movies have had good actors. Like uh, that's Joaqu- true. Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. But that's like, true. Mark Wahlberg is horrible in the happening. Like he phoned it in. <laughs> like he, it looked like he was almost trying to do something funny. I don't know. It was weird, but that movie is a complete wreck. That movie is a wreck in kind of yeah. a fan- in a fantastic it's way. That, that's great. maybe the only one worth watching in a so, in a so bad it's funny mentality. Yeah. All right, boys. Yeah, I think we're running a little bit long here. We should probably wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to Real Movies with Real Men. Fuck off. Is that, um, you said that every time now? That's my that's my out. Oh. Is that your out? I don't have I an it. out. It's, so uh, so long, suckers. So long, suckers. Uh, I hope I'm such a good podcast I'm going to feel like I'm all in the bucks the rest of the day. Go to the website and vote.